0: Welcome aboard the battleship Pretension. I'm Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening, David. Yes. How you
1: doing? You know how I am. How's that? I'm on Tenter hooks. We've uh, talked about this in the past. Yes. Okay. Because we're doing a preview right, episode, right? Which we'll get to. I'm so excited for this episode, and I'm so excited for the stuff we're previewing. I'm 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 on tenter hooks over here.
0: That has been established that that is the phrase, right? Uh, yeah. It's not tender hooks. Nope. It sounds kind of creepy somehow tender hooks yeah <laughs> it sounds like a hellraiser character doesn't it but, yeah
1: uh, but like a lovable <laughs> exactly that's like yeah, when they it make... can't help but kill you but it's like like there's a horror franchise and then they make like a kid saturday morning cartoon version of it there you and go it's tender hooks yeah and friends probably
0: and friends yes
1: yeah. uh so okay so that's where i am well i'm
0: glad to hear it tender hooks i'm trying to think i uh trying to think of like a, a clever way of saying completely ambivalent. How do I say that? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I guess I'll just stick with completely ambivalent.
1: Ambivalent. Not... Okay. Not... Um, what's the word in Girl Interrupted that she gets confused Oh boy, with, I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen that in a Indifferent. She says ambivalent but she means indifferent. Indifferent means I don't care. Ambivalent means, well, you know what you could say. You don't know whether they should have go blind. What's that one again? Like, what does that mean? It means you're torn. Oh, That's okay. what a biblet means, right?
0: Okay. Yes. Then that is the, okay. I did use it the way I, I meant yeah. to. Okay. You don't
1: know whether it should or go blind.
0: Yeah. I don't even, I don't know what movies are coming out, so I don't know how excited I should be, or maybe I should dread it. I don't know if I should shit or go blind, David. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, we've established tender hooks. Should or go blind? It's
0: odd that those are the two choices. <laughs> yeah. I must say. <laughs> yeah. Like how many people choose to go blind? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's an odd it's odd that people arrived at that saying specifically.
1: Yeah, I guess there's there's probably more context assumed. I would think so. Yeah, because it's a pretty easy choice for me, but I don't like this kind of talk. Exactly. So let's talk about <laughs> exactly. You Let's hate talk. the
0: idea of blindness. Okay. Uh, David, this episode is brought to you by Movie, a curated online cinema that brings its members a hand-picked selection of the best independent, international, and classic films. Every day, Movies curators introduce a new title, and you have 30 days to watch it. That means there's always 30 wonderful films to enjoy, all for only 5 a month. Plus, when you use their mobile apps, you can download films to watch offline. All right, so currently available on Movie, How interesting, David. Last week... I was talking about Wind River and how much I enjoy Russell Banks. Not that he has anything to do with with Wind River, but Taylor Sheridan reminds me of Russell Banks. Uh, so currently available on movies, Paul Schrader's Affliction, how about starring that? Nick Nolte, James Coburn, Sissy Spacek, and Willem Dafoe. Um, I love Affliction. It's a film I've watched many times. Yeah. Why? It's heavy. It's really heavy. It's rough stuff, but it. it Specifically, the specifically Nick Nolte and James Coburn are making such interesting choices, um, and you know the idea of when you see characters that are just full of a certain type of like everyday rage, you know, not like the Incredible Hulk, but uh, mm-hmm. the kind of rage that you might see like an on the street or something like that. Um, uh, another example is uh, Humphrey Bogart in "In A Lonely Place, like oh, a certain okay. type of just anger and abusive. I was going to uh, go with
1: Seth Bullock on Deadwood.
0: That's pretty good, too. Yeah, that's great. great. Yeah, um, because it's it's contained, but it comes out sometimes, mm-hmm. and that, that's what I feel like Affliction is, and uh, a really great performance by Nick Nolte and an Oscar-winning performance by James Coburn. And uh, I remember at the time, I forget who it was. It might have been Paul Schrader or, um, or Nick Nolte, but they said, like, well okay like Nick Nolte is a big gruff guy who can intimidate Nick Nolte <laughs> yeah. and then James Coburn shows up yeah. who's just always been an odd on-screen presence anyway uh and then as an older uh, with his giant teeth uh which you know I feel like those are probably very intimidating cuz you feel like he could just eat you at any point uh that's a big part of Affliction as Nick Nolte says like I don't know I think he's going to eat me <laughs> and so but check out Affliction it's very good and there's a special offer for listeners of Battleship Retention you can try movie free for a month just go to Mubi.com that's M-U-B-I.com
1: slash Battleship to redeem now and I want to tell you about tweakedaudio.com. Tweakedaudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Tyler and I use them use them each and every day of our lives. I was using them just today mm-hmm. to listen to uh, the, uh, uh, I guess, long lost Neil Young album Hitchhiker, which is available to listen to on NPR. NPR is not a sponsor, but that's how I listen to it, with my tweakedaudio.com earbuds. Um, I love Neil Young. He's a top five for me.
0: I was using them today, David. Mm-hmm. I was listening. I was uh, vacuuming Emma out my car, and I was listening to uh, the next episode of the Aliens Minute podcast, failing to remember that I'm on that episode. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting to hear my voice. Uh, That's this seems... Uh, a little bit narcissistic. I'm going to switch over to music. Yeah, that's so, funny. But it's a good sh- it's a good show, and I enjoy being on it. So you can check that out.
1: Hey, I got, you got a little plug inside our ad here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, these earbuds that Tyler and I enjoy so so well and so in so many varied ways are available at a low low price over at tweakedaudio.com. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, mm-hmm. you get one third off that low low price and no shipping charges. So go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension. Now Tyler, yes, let's get into it, shall we? Okay. I mentioned about the tenter hooks. I'm not even going to uh, uh, delay anymore. I'm going to introduce our guests. Okay. First, first off, all, I'm very excited about for the first time officially on the podcast. Is uh, that right? Yes. Because this person has been on uh, been a presenter. That's on right. The, yes. On the yes. TV, but this okay. is the first official podcast appearance. Uh, I'm going to introduce her Uh, She is, in order of importance A film data coordinator at Variety Insight And Scott and I's fiancé, Julie Sesnovich Hello uh,
2: <laughs> How are you guys doing? <laughs> Hello,
1: thank you for being here. <laughs> yeah,
2: um,
1: my pleasure. Uh, we'll get to know you in a second, but I, uh, I don't have a piece of paper to introduce our second guest, uh, but he, I guess, needs no introduction because he's been on the show uh, many times, uh, is essentially the third member of Battleship Retention, uh, right? <laughs> I think of him that way. Okay. Um, he is our editor at large, and uh, most importantly, he is Julie Cezannevich's fiance. There we go. Scott well Nair. done. Hello, again. How's everybody? Great, great. How are the wedding plans? <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, they're coming together. We
2: got yeah. a bartender just in in order this week. Very enthusiastic bartender. Very
3: enthusiastic okay.
0: bartender. Yeah. Okay. Maybe too enthusiastic. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, it's weird. I don't often hear. Admittedly, I don't hear bartenders described very often in general. But enthu- like very enthusiastic, it's like that's a little.
2: She's like it seems really into mixology and stuff. So oh, she's like, okay. "What craft cocktails do you guys want?" And I'm like, "I don't care."
0: Now, okay. At what point will that become absolutely insufferable? I'd um, say now.
3: It's <laughs> a little not. insufferable now, okay. but hopefully, I not. also hope that means she's on her game. Come to the show. Sure. Oh yeah, she she's had great
1: ever. reviews. She had great yeah. reviews. I'm worried about the line backing up now. The yeah.
3: Because <laughs> she'll be a chatty Cathy. <laughs>
1: yeah. but no, I'm saying because she craft cocktails, like if she's mm. like grinding ah. mint leaves with a mortar and pestle, oh. and I'm sitting here waiting yeah. to get my, I hear you know, that. my, 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 uh, I don't know. Scotch and plain water. <laughs> and old fashioned will be on the menu.
3: So there will be some preparation in order.
2: Well, we also have a very enthusiastic wedding coordinator who said she'll help with anything. So yeah. if the line gets bad, maybe she'll hand you over your plain scotch and water. So wedding
0: a coordinator is what it's all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of bad ones out there. So oh, if you've got yeah.
1: a good one, then. don't I yeah. <laughs> not mine. Mine was great. It sorry was great, say. Yeah. Mine was great. Uh thankfully because she was recommended by uh by Tyler's wife Jenny. Um but no, I just I, I should say God about saying that I need to say no. <laughs> Easy there. Mine was great. I just came back from my brother's wedding. Indeed, yes. I don't want to go into any do name names or go into specifics, but yeah, that was a textbook example of um a, uh, a bad coordinator. Like so much, yeah. the coordinator was the, you know, my, uh, my mom's like gift to like, to them. So my mom paid. And at the wedding, she was like, I plan on taking this woman aside after the wedding and asking her, have you done this before? Wow. Oh. <laughs> because that's how I was going to say, I'm going to take her in hand.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it, it was, uh, there were, there were some, there were some issues, but, uh, you know, we pulled together as a family. We mostly kept the bride and groom hidden from the craziness that was going on That's until after call. the fact. That's your job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that is, I was a groomsman. I was wondering, what is the job of a groomsman? Mm-hmm. Apparently that, that was it. Mostly wrangling. It was it's all about wrangling. Yeah. But mostly yeah. being a groomsman is just standing.
0: Right. But yeah. every now and then, some wrangling. Yeah. It and way. David, I was your sole groomsman, so there was a lot of pressure on me
1: yeah. to uh, keep you happy. To make sure everything went right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Mission accomplished. Yeah, this is a great wedding. <laughs> that's what
1: I say. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about weddings. You know, what we're here to talk about. I have something to talk about. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> before we, uh, I already get said let's get into it. So I'm gonna, I guess I guess I'll have to say it again after this. Oh yeah, sorry.
0: Maybe uh, this is, this is something kind of stupid, but it occurred to me today uh, at the gym of all places. Um, Actually, a lot of stuff occurs to me at the gym because I'm not, I'm doing everything I can to think of not being here because <laughs> I'm miserable. Right. Um, so I was listening to Spotify and uh, the song Soul to Squeeze by Red Hot Chili Peppers came on. Oh, now, so normally I skip Red Hot Chili Peppers, but really I do so. like that song, oddly oh, okay. enough. Um, it's a little bit more like downbeat, which I like. And then I remembered, oh, you know what? I really like the video for that song. And so I watched it. And then I, rem- then I saw, oh, Chris Farley's in this. Was son of a bitch. This song was written for Coneheads. <laughs> like, wow. like I wow. forgot that completely. I didn't. And I, just like I didn't remember that. And so then I was just looking up the song. It's considered like one of their best songs. It was a very popular song. It's on their greatest hits. But they always have to say, oh yeah, we wrote that for the Coneheads movie. <laughs> this very, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure I can speak to how deep it is, but it definitely it has a, a melancholy quality to it. And what's and so the video is all about like this in, an old timey circus and there's not a, like there is like the amazing Conehead uh, but it's but that's not the lead character and that character is treated very sadly it seems very. Like, I want to see a movie of that (laughs) world, not the Coneheads. Yeah. And uh, so it's just something that struck me. And I I found myself wondering, I'm sure West Anthony could answer all these questions for us, but, like, how often, like, really great music or a really great song comes out of a movie that nobody remembers or would prefer to not remember. And so it's just something that that struck
1: me. I remember those videos, though, you know, that were, like, some shots of the band playing, but mostly clips of the movie. Like, um, uh, what is it, the... The beginning is the end of the beginning by oh, Batman yeah. by, by, by Batman or Robin? No, by <laughs> this Uh For Batman and Robin, I also remember the song "Machine Head" by Bush, which was on their album 16 Stone," but then was also on the soundtrack to "Fear," starring Mark Wahlberg. In sure, is that the roller coaster one? Um, that's the roller coaster movie. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't remember if the roller coaster scene is in the the Machine Head uh video okay but uh yeah that's a movie that I never saw and uh, mm. that I've, I've I saw more of that movie in the Machine Head video yeah. than anywhere else but here's
0: the thing David we're talking about like that's a song that was included on the soundtrack right. This song was theoretically inspired by Conan. <laughs> I don't know if Anthony Kiedis like saw something in that movie. I didn't see, but uh, but it really fascinated me. And I think the beginning is is the end is the beginning, or whatever which one it is. That was written specifically for uh, Batman and Robin, right? Yeah, the two,
1: uh, yeah. I forget which one was. The, I get them. The, there's the upbeat one that was the single, yeah. and then there's the downbeat one, which was the the. Uh, music from the uh, Watchmen trailer. Yeah, it's a good, it's a great song. Uh, it makes you wonder what it has, why it has any business <laughs> being associated with Batman and Ramen. Batman and Robin's a good soundtrack. Um, yeah, uh, it's got some good stuff on it.
3: You guys have any thoughts? Yeah, on sorry about that. Songs? No, I'm not like that big a music guy in this regard, especially. I'm just glad we're past the age of blockbusters having those like music inspired by the film soundtracks of songs that were never in the movie. Yeah. But just like a tie-in,
1: pure commercial thing. But now I feel like there's probably like, uh, check out this Spotify playlist. There (laughs) might be, yeah. That's true. Well,
2: there is kind of a current example of that right now, which is that the Carly Rae Jepsen song, Cut to the Feeling, mm -hmm. was going to be on one of her albums, didn't make it on, don't really know what happened kind of in the middle, but then suddenly it appeared as a song specifically, quote-unquote, for the movie Leap. Oh, um, yeah. I think so,
1: it, you're talking about the movie Leap.
2: Yeah, sorry. I forgot the exclamation point. You're right. Um, But yeah, the animated ballerina movie with the voice talent of Elle Fanning that just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, So they kind of repurposed that cut song into being for that movie. And that song is really good. good Apparently, song. the movie is less so. But I not think it's, it's also not eligible for Best Original Song Oscar for some reason. And well, people because are it was up,
3: originally written for, right. for an album.
2: So people are up in arms about that and are like, if we're going to do this kind of of like crappy finagling like can't she even get an Oscar out of it mm-hmm. I guess not so that
0: was my yeah. favorite blues man crappy finagling <laughs> yes <laughs> um, and that song Happy by is it Feral or Pharrell I forget Pharrell,
4: Pharrell, Pharrell.
0: Pharrell was yeah. for Despicable Me, me 2 yes. and that's like a very memorable song and yeah. a rather yeah. catchy one as well yeah. Yeah. for a movie that I'm
1: sure is Fine. People love it. I don't know. I didn't see it. People like the Minions. I he even knows. hate that song, so. Made a lot <laughs> of money. Oh, I like that song. I don't like, they. I don't know if you saw it, There's People Me 3? No. no. Pharrell did another song called Yellow Light that is very bad. Okay. Uh, Just quit while you're fight. ahead, <laughs> Pharrell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of Pharrell.
2: Um, what about his hats?
1: Yeah. Uh, not a huge fan of the hats, but okay. I'm a fan of the fact that he wears them. Okay. Okay. Good, good for him.
2: Fair enough. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. But I'm, I'm a fan of his going back to the N.E.R.D. days. Remember uh, N.E.R.D.? I do. Uh, Rockstar lap dance. Uh, did you ever see the, um, the movie The Guard with Brendan Gleeson? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which starts with. I, I saw that with my grandmother. For some reason, yes. she
3: really wanted to see
1: that. Uh, oh, yeah. And I think
3: it was she, like your whole family, yeah, right? And she walked out. She's like,
1: I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw that at a press screening where I was the youngest person. I think. Yeah. And the fact like it starts with. The NERD song Rockstar, where it says okay. fucking posers. It's like the huge like, percussion, and then it's like kids doing drugs, and it's like a super assaultive beginning to the movie. Yeah, yeah. And I think there were literally walkouts. Like, and the doesn't, scene, the, like, doesn't the title the the minutes, guard, like, Yeah, it's fill the whole thing? Yeah. Which is something that I love. I feel like oh, yeah, that's a it's good been trip. done a lot over the past few years. It's always exciting, though. Yeah, I like it. Uh, okay, well, um, let's get into it for reals. Sorry about that. No, oh, no, no. Okay. Uh, this is our fall movie preview. You All guys, right. it's the most wonderful time of the year. It is. It is. It I is. feel like there's, like, uh, there's there's a pressure among, like, the film Twitter people to be like, oh, God, we have to talk about awards or whatever. But it's like, no, this is,
3: you to talk about yes. the movies. And, and, yes. And, and,
1: and this is the most exciting time of the year because it's like, lots of people are talking about movies as... Art, yeah, yes. the merits of movies,
0: and for the next six months, we're going to get a lot more clicks.
1: Hey. hey, that's great.
3: That's true. Yeah, especially we should plug our new website. Yes, which looks oh, tremendous. Oh yeah, people should be
1: clicking. Yes, um, that's true. That's true. Click uh, all over that thing. Yeah, absolutely. Close uh, your I'm eyes. Super, click, uh, yeah, close
0: your eyes. Click, and no matter where you go, you're
1: going to be happy. <laughs> uh, and I want to say, yeah, uh, props specifically to Tyler for that. Yes, put in the work sure. uh, to you. to do that. It looks it looks great. I'm very happy with it. But we're going to talk about the movies that are coming out that we're going to be talking about for the next, as Tyler said, six months.
0: Yeah. Oh, so Yeah, uh, about six
3: months.
1: Yeah, it's usually about that. It's very exciting.
0: It may not kick in for like another month, but. Uh, well, and
3: that's in the case of the better movies. Some of these will hit in like a month
1: and we'll instantly forget about them. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, sure. I'll say we'll, we'll get to it at some point in the preview. But yesterday I. Oh, wait. Am I still in, um, under embargo? Okay. I am, st- I am still under embargo, and I still will be when this comes out. So yesterday, I saw a movie. Mm. I can't say what it is. Okay. That mm. wasn't very good uh, at all, but there was a sort of exciting, like, it's that time of year. <laughs> like, right. It's the time of year for this yeah. type of, like, yeah. you know, fake prestige type oh, movie. Oh, I... You- Text me what movie you were saying. Yeah, I know you know, yeah, know what movie it is. And you weren't even think. excited going into it. it no, I mean, like, I'm not a fan, yeah. of, a fan of the director. Um, it has some good uh, actors in it, but uh, yeah, I'll talk about when the movie comes out. I can't right. say no. Uh, well, nothing no. like, last year I got to kick, I felt like I kicked off fall movie season with the light between oceans, which is a movie that I still stand by. And I think was totally one of the yeah. more underrated movies from last year's award season. Uh, and that was very exciting. This one did not live up to the light between oceans. <laughs> uh, but even that, even though I didn't like the movie, I still like left the, the, the screening room being like, Oh boy.
3: Yeah. That's the thing happened.
1: when uh, like award screenings kick off, we're just excited right. to go
3: to
0: anything. Yeah, like yeah. it's just yeah. fun to be there. Yeah. It's yeah. like, Oh, the, the, Going from summer into fall, it's like oh, now it's a different kind of disappointing, <laughs>
1: which will be great. Um, so. But I, I think I'm such a cynic about summer movies that I just get—I can only be surprised. I think, uh, and this ended up being a pretty good. So I, I missed Spider-Man: Homecoming, which I know was uh, supposed Not to be good. good. Oh, it's, okay, it's, but mm. I know like, people—it got a yeah. good response. But yeah. like with things like like Wonder Woman and Atomic Blonde, which I also like. <laughs> you, I think you guys both did in that camera. Did you see it yet? No, okay. no. Yeah. Uh, but there were a number of uh, pleasant surprises this summer in terms of big movies. And then, of course, there was, you know, Pirates 5 and the Mummy, but... yeah, definitely. Va- really I just saw Valerian. I think you should see it. It's uh, pretty
2: yeah. great. I liked I, it a lot.
1: I expect the to three like
2: that. Valerian fans are there in the yeah. room.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna do what we normally do, even though we didn't do this last year. Um, <laughs> by the way, I'm, I'm just remembering that we used a different source last year, but we're gonna use our trusty Entertainment, Entertainment Weekly fall movie preview as a guide. Uh, and what that means is that we'll generally be going month by month, not necessarily chronologically within the month, uh, but we will. As they do, start with something out of order because mm-hmm. they think it's a big deal, and that's Star Wars The Last Jedi. That's really no. out of order. Oh, yeah. yeah. I
3: was expecting like Out of Order September, but.
1: No, uh, they're, they're, they're big, sort of, it's the cover of the of the thing, of the fall movie preview, okay. so that's what they're starting with. All right. And now, as of the time of this recording, Ryan Johnson is still the director of Star <laughs> yeah, Wars right. The Last Jedi. Really pulling for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, are we looking forward to this movie?
3: Yeah, I mean. I really like The Force Awakens um, to a degree that kind of surprised me to be honest uh, because I'm not like a huge J.J. Abrams fan Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought it was top to bottom really great all the new characters were super awesome and I'm looking forward to actually getting some time with Luke who's
1: always been my favorite character Julie, your
2: thoughts? Um, I'm one of those strange... You don't
1: necessarily, by the way, all have to weigh in on everything. movie. <laughs> well, we don't this need is, this to be this five is, this hours. This is This is on the big cover. One. It's on this the is on the cover.
2: So I'm one of those strange people who never saw a Star War, as Lucille Bluth would say, until adulthood. So I have no nostalgia. I have no childhood affiliation. So to be truth be told, I've had some tr- like trouble kind of finding my groove with it. I've seen all the original ones. I've seen The Force Awakens and Rogue One. That's all the new ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they have their pleasures, but I kind of wonder if you have to have seen them during formative years for them to really stick in the way they're meant to. Mm. Um, That being said, I'm all about Oscar Isaac, so... Mm -hmm. As long as he's there, that's that works for me. Uh, yeah. This
0: is um, this is awkward. They actually uh, recast him <laughs> uh,
1: so. well. with Colin Trevorrow. Oddly <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> oh man, um, it's funny you say that you didn't see the Star Wars movies until you were an adult because I have actually not seen the original Star Wars movies as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like I only saw them as a kid, and I have not. Rev- it's been twenty years since I've seen okay. any thing any of the first three movies um, well I'm 20 years since I've seen Star Wars probably longer since Empire or Jedi um, but I did like Force Awakens I didn't love it um, but I agree with Scott that the, the the new characters are a big part of the selling point I like yeah. I like all uh, all of them I love Ray. She's like my poochie. Every time she's not on the screen, I'm like,
3: where's Ray? What's Ray think
0: about this? <laughs> <laughs> and David, you and I are not, maybe not in the minority, but there's a very vocal uh, group of people that just really don't like Kylo Ren, and I love him. I think oh, yeah, he's a he's great, great. great villain. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm very excited uh, to see yeah. him again, and I feel like there's, to me, the, the thing that excites me about the next film is that I genuinely am interested in every character's arc. I want to see what happens next, like like, uh, which I guess is the nature of, of a series. Um, except I don't always care what happens next, and so with this, um, I remember thinking, like, all right, they've done a pretty good job of reestablishing the mood, reestablishing the world, kind of throwing in some new things, and uh, and you know the the film ended in a way where it's like, well, some things have been brought to a close or ended, but. It definitely is going to to go on, and I'm I'm eager to see how that goes. So yes, I, and I'm trying to think if I'm a fan of Ryan Johnson. I think I'm a fan enough for Star Wars. It's sure. like he's totally a skilled director. He's very
3: clever in the way he directs movies. He has a good sense of humor, even when it's like a serious story, he can carry yeah. that through well. But he's not like a guy that I like need to see original work from either. So it's like Star Wars mm-hmm. has been a perfect fit. It feels like
1: I, I think he can be. Uh, I'm always cautious about him because I love Brick, but I I think he can be too clever. I think a lot of the Brothers Bloom was a little too tongue-in-cheek. Oh, for sure. And also, I the the, the I think the, the first Breaking Bad episode he did, Fly, which was like their bottle episode, right. that I feel like a lot of people really love, I think there's a lot of distracting camera shots. Like, yes. I was thinking more of yeah. his movies. Like uh, Looper, yeah. I think, is really... I don't love Looper,
3: but
0: it's so cleverly directed that... I guess I'd agree with that. And too. their yeah. sequences... In, in all of his films that are great, and like I always thought, based on that sequence in Looper, uh, I always thought it'd be great uh, if he made like a horror movie. You know the sequence I'm talking about, where the character is slowly but surely losing body parts. Oh yeah, um, that part's man,
1: I love that that whole sequence. It's very disturbing. Um, um, yeah. So yeah, I. But he I'm also made. Yeah. Speaking of TV, he also made. Speaking of Breaking Bad, he also made Ozzy Mendez, the which is a great second episode. to last episode, I think, which is one of the my favorite episodes of TV this It's pretty decade. spectacular. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, we'll see if Disney let him have yeah, any right. opinions or vision. You know. I feel like J.J.
0: Yeah. Abrams had an, a distinct feel to it. True. But I could also see his type of movie being the type. His fitting it more seamlessly. Fitting in very well yeah. with what they want to do. So. Yeah.
1: Okay, so let's move into September, which is the month we're in, so we're going to cover some stuff that's already out, including by the time you're hearing this, it is out. And Tyler has seen it. I have. Uh, and what did you think of it?
0: I hate you so much. Um, <laughs> I don't do understand <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, so, well, now I just now I feel like I got to do it every time. It is, in many ways, great. That those kids, that ensemble, their chemistry as as. A group and as it and their watchability as individuals is marvelous um so it is definitely worth watching for that and i think bill skarsgård makes a very good pennywise um it feels oddly enough it feels kind of safe and it feels kind of cuddly and adorable at times. Weird, as strange as that may sound, like and things feel heightened in a way that, like I really expected to come away from this movie. Like, like when I th- like Halloween, there are days where I think, what if I just looked out the window and I saw Michael Myers' face just staring in that win- in my window? Now I recognize it probably won't happen, but if it did, what would I do? Like that speaks to the nature of that film that mm-hmm. i there's some weird part of me that thinks that like michael myers who was just walking around in the suburbs mm-hmm. could be in my neighborhood so i came away from it. i sorry i went into it thinking that i was really going to i guess like i guess i'm spoiling everything for our next uh, movie journal but whatever um yeah that's fine thinking that i would come away being like oh man this Fucking clown is gonna like stalk me. Uh, It's gonna stay with me. It has not uh, really at all. The character, the character of Mister Babadook, stuck with me a lot more, and he's not on screen nearly as much. That's not to put uh, Bill Skarsgård does a really great job, makes the character extremely creepy. uh, But it just the uh, there's a stylized quality that made me feel like I was watching a fable that does not apply to me, and I have no reason to fear.
2: My. Do you think part of that might be because there? It's basically a two-part movie.
1: I just learned that I didn't realize. that.
2: Yeah. Was we so doing. basically, it's like obviously there are movies that they're like, well, we figure this will be successful, so we're making a sequel. But like the structure of the book, it's two parts in two different time periods. Right. So it was always designed to be like a two-part movie. So do you think that has anything to do with it, and it'll kind of like land more with part two? It might because what might.
1: <laughs> now in, in the book by the way it's it goes back and forth yes mm. whereas oh, the mini series okay. and i guess the movie were like all the kids stuff then all the adult stuff yes uh, and that's how this is going to be as well so this
0: film it ends with you know fade out and then the word it comes into comes onto the screen and then it just says chapter one so like mm-hmm. okay so and the film takes place in the late 80s so there's always going to be like a 27 year thing but they want Right. the the next chapter to be in modern day so ma- that might uh, get me a little bit but I do feel like there's a weird timelessness of the world that is created in it where it feels like it could have taken place in the 1950s if not for the shoehorned in but admittedly funny new kids on the block jokes um, and so it's I don't know it feels a little bit nostalgic uh, and like I said a little bit cuddly and there seemed to be an odd disparity between the scenes of terror and the the scenes between the 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 losers club it's hard to explain i came away it's still a film that i like and i still like spending time with those characters but i think there's an element like yeah i think i was specifically engineered to do so it feels like a film that is a little bit pandery like it mm. gives us everything that we as an audience want, and if there's something I know about the novel, is that it doesn't always do that, and there are some stuff that is genuinely disturbing mm-hmm. in a way that that people don't like and that people are uncomfortable with, and there's none of that in this okay. film.
1: Um, we can't talk this much about it. Right. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about but that. This is one you've actually, you know, one of yeah. this actually seen. Um, let's move on to a movie I'm a little skeptical of, which is the new David Gordon Green movie, Stronger. Uh, which is a uh, starring Jake Hall. it's a biopic of uh, a young man whose name I'm forgetting right now um, Jeff Bauman um, who lost his legs below the knees in the Boston uh, Marathon mm-hmm. and then sort of went back and I think ran the marathon next year is that yeah uh, this is I'm Patriot's the, Day. I was gonna say if I remembering yeah. the yeah. end of Patriot's Day correctly yes. yeah and so he plays that guy um, and Tatiana Maslany plays his girlfriend who was also portrayed in Patriot's Day right um it's David Gordon Green who uh, feels like a coin toss of a director. Yeah. And I feel like this one is one that could be coming up the the wrong side. And I feel like he just did a couple of good movies, so it's probably due <laughs> <laughs> to come back
3: around.
2: I'm what biased because so, I'm from the Boston area, so they put up an image of the skyline, and I'm just going to start openly weeping. So I'm <laughs> sure. probably not the one to that. ask, but
3: yeah. What was the last David Gordon Green movie? I'm trying to remember. There's the Al Pacino one where he made keys.
2: Manglehorn or something? Maybe.
3: Was it called Manglehorn? Yeah. yeah I forgot. I trying to if it was Matterhorn. Or... No,
2: it wasn't like a real word. It was like Manglehorn, I think. Uh,
0: yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Joe was great. The Cobbler? I'm thinking of the Cobbler. <laughs> yes, indeed. Joe was very good, yes. Yeah. yeah. This this does have a Finding forester quality to it where it's like this inspiring thing directed by an in, a director with indie sensibilities
1: who brings none of them to the film. Uh, so it could be that. I'm definitely worried about that, but I, I also am a fan of Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, um, yeah, I used to be. So yeah, <laughs> and you didn't like Nightcrawler, <laughs> and it's never he's never recovered. You don't you want him to go back to Prince of Persia times? So
3: <laughs> did you, did you um, like Prisoners? He's very good in Prisoners. Uh, he's fine in Prisoners. I like Prisoners. He's fine
1: in it. Mm. God, I don't like that movie. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, uh, there was something I was going to say. Oh, speaking of Prince of Persia, the, in the interview in Entertainment Inter- 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 um Jake Hall was talking about how much Jeff Bauman himself is like a ball buster and whenever he gives interviews he likes to say his favorite Jake Hall movie is Prince of Persia <laughs> uh, makes me like the guy and that also yeah. just seems I mean I've never been to Boston it just seems, seems very awesome yeah I yeah. C-
2: can confirm <laughs> uh, alright Darren Aronofsky's mother can't wait what's going on with this movie
1: well it's uh, clearly about uh, an, uh, punctuation uh, Punctuation and, and uh inappropriate May-December romance, right? Okay. I'm sure that's going to be the fact that Javier Bardem is 40 years older than Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence or whatever. I'm sure it's going to be a plot point, right? I have, it's not uh, just a... It kind of feels
0: like it could be, though. Yeah? Yeah. I, I kind of hope so. I know nothing about this film, and I've tried to keep it that way. Yeah. Um, I'm not upset that uh, you guys have... Uh, let, but I, I... It seems so strange and mysterious to me that I actually want to remain, not merely am I not going to watch the trailer, but I kind of want to remain ignorant of everything about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. anytime the
0: trailer's come up I've shut my eyes.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I haven't watched them, watched them either. Um, just actually, last night or two nights ago, uh, Natalie and I were watching uh, TV, and a TV ad came on, and I looked away, and then she was like, what's that movie about? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <But> <laughs> hey, me. But she watched the ads. Yeah. What the, what's that movie about? So apparently, I don't know. Well, what TV ads can about. often
3: be yeah. pretty like, just um, random clips of the stuff happening.
2: But I'm seeing like these random, like, you know, fragments of reactions on Twitter. And I feel like I'm standing with like my back to a car crash. And I'm just hearing people like, just shout out crazy things about yeah. it. Like, that's what it looks like on Twitter, basically.
1: Well, I mean, the, um, the poster is very Rosemary's baby. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if that's what it's about, but,
0: uh, I had to write down, a, just like a one sentence summary for my, uh, this internship that I was uh, doing over the summer. And so I found, I tried, I specifically found the shortest summary that I could <laughs> for, for me. Uh, and, and the story sounds like a good old 1990s thriller, like the hand that rocks the cradle or oh, something okay. like that, okay. which is very, and so like yeah. Darren Aronofsky making a film like that is very exciting to me.
1: Um, Yeah. Uh, I, I we're all excited about it for different reasons I have for months been thinking of Mother as the new Michelle Pfeiffer movie
0: oh yeah I'm very excited about that uh,
1: for me yeah um, Okay. Uh, running through a couple other things that I've seen Goon Last of the Enforces I've seen it's not as good as the original which is a classic if you ask me a, re- a new classic in the sports movie genre uh, this one doesn't live up to it uh, I Do Until I Don't is a step back for director Lake Bell who made uh, the wonderful in a world uh, a few years ago um, this is nowhere near that uh, Viceroy's House is the new movie from uh, Gurinder Chadha right who made Ben Beckham oh um, and has mostly worked in British television I was gonna say surely since. he's done something since yeah, um, <laughs> yeah is it a he or is it a she oh I don't know I don't uh, know mm. I think it's a she but I could be wrong um, but uh, uh, oof Rebel in the Rye. Have you guys heard of Rebel in the Rye? I have heard of it. What is that? It is a, oh, go ahead. Well,
2: it's about um, young J.D. Salinger. It is the directorial debut of Danny Strong, who's mostly known as a writer and sometime actor. And it has Nicholas Holt? Holt?
0: I think I've always said Holt.
2: Yeah, that makes the most sense. Danny Strong,
0: that name sounds familiar. What has he written or been in? He wrote Um, The Butler. Oh, okay.
1: He co-created Empire on TV. Oh, okay. And he was on Mad Men. Yeah. Um, and most important, I mean, I feel like you guys are in the lead. He was Jonathan on Buffy. I've never seen Buffy Day, okay. right? Yes, but, um, And I think
2: he wrote some Hunger Games, if not all.
1: Oh, okay, oh. oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he. Uh, it's funny if you can say like he's primarily a writer. I will always, always think of <laughs> him as Jonathan uh, from Buffy, who went from being one of those things that Joss Whedon would just do that you know, as we said, noted, noted monster Joss Whedon um, <laughs> would do with like someone who had a tiny role that he liked. They would just like find ways to keep bringing him back, and so he mm-hmm. went from being sort of like a jokey, like glorified extra nerd character to ended up being one of the main villains of the sixth season. Huh. Um, yeah, it's fun, good stuff.
0: So there's just something, and I could be wrong, but I'm not. Uh, just like this author, you know, he's young. Yeah. <laughs> or this artist you know. He's young, so we're okay, watching him grow. And hot. This, I was going to say, yeah. He's, yes. <laughs> he's young and very bankable. Uh, yeah, no thank you. I, I predict it's not going to be that good.
1: Yeah. Um, American Assassin. I don't even really know much about it.
2: It looks kind of okay. It has okay. Michael Keaton in it. Yeah. 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 That could be fun. And Dylan O'Brien, Dylan who actually O'Brien, I like. Yeah.
1: From the Wolf. Scorch Trials. Yeah. And, <laughs> Most and famously of Scorch yeah. Trials. But he's Styles uh, on, right. uh, on the Teen Wolf uh, program. Yeah. Um, here's a movie I'm uh, very nervous about which is the remake of Flatliners which is a movie that I loved as a kid oh it's a sequel it's a sequel huh I loved the original as a kid I am not sure if I revisited it that I would still love it yeah Um, but I think there's always something to like about a Joel Schumacher uh, movie something uh, uh, I can't think of a lot of boring Joel Schumacher movies right? yeah that's fair Um, (laughs) and so I remember really thinking Flatliners was cool as a kid this is I didn't realize it's a sequel Directed by Niels Arden Oplev, who made the Swedish Girl with the Dragon tail. Right. Oh, okay.
2: Now, it has Ellen Page in it, and I, maybe I'm alone in this, but I adore Ellen Page, the end of the earth and back. Why would she be alone? I don't know. I just, just putting it out there. I feel um,
3: like she doesn't have a very fervent fan base. That's too
1: bad. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm no, all I'm all too. It, yeah. Yeah. I am as far as I know. see Tallulah? Yeah, yes. last year she's great here's yeah. the
2: thing about her is even if the movie she's in is not that good she kills it and she mm-hmm. she has conviction like no one I've ever seen like any role she plays you're she just is so like just she's, just in is it. Such, she's in it yeah
1: uh, it also stars Nina Dobrov from TV's uh, The Vampire Diaries
2: and Kiersey Clemens. Who's he? She. She, um, she um, was in Dope. She was in, she's oh, going to be yes. in The Flash if that movie okay. holds together after all the changes. Um, yeah. So
1: is this like, it sounds like Ellen Page, Nina Dober of Kirsten Clemens, it's like a mostly female, like female, ca- like in, because the original plot was a bunch of dudes in Julia Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. It was Oliver Platt and Kiefer Sutherland and Kevin Bacon. Is that right? Yes. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah. There are some dudes. And, I just can't remember them because they're not Ellen Page. So Yeah.
1: Half. Yeah. And also, is there any is there any place other than Battleship Retention where Oliver Platt gets named first?
2: <laughs> right? He is the person I think cast. of first. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, his Keeper own
2: home—I don't know
1: um,
2: what's that. His own home, maybe. <laughs> Even
1: then, like his wife is. Yeah.
2: like, Where Kevin Bacon's at? Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, Kiefer Sutherland is a weird case for someone like who grew up watching him on Flatliners and the Young Guns movies, where he was like bookish you know yeah. and, like Dark City is another one yeah. and like then he became Jack Bauer and now he's like everyone's idea of this like perfect American badass and it's still there's still a little bit of cognitive dissonance for me because yeah. I'm like stammering his way through the Young Guns movies and cleaning his glasses or in, even in like Firewalk with Me was he's a pretty straight arrow he's like the
3: subordinate yeah. straight arrow
1: right yeah he's great in that movie by the way I yeah. rewatched that right before uh the the series started in uh good call. Yeah, he's fantastic. I've still never watched the missing pieces. I have the I haven't right, seen it yet either. Um but I've never watched that. Um we haven't talked about Twin Peaks like at all on the podcast. It ended the return ended it's fucking great. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it was, agree. So, it was so amazing. Great. Um yeah. It had a final shot that like gave me like literal chills. Oh yeah. Uh which is always that's something I look for in movies. Dale Cooper
0: dancing around in the street with a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, know, and you really, I was going to say Emotionally appetite. you have a type. Close <laughs> yeah. Okay uh, Here's what I'm very excited about um, Battle of the Sexes Directed by Jonathan Dayton And Valerie Ferris Now when you say You're excited for this Why? Um, I Like Jonathan Dayton And Valerie Ferris Despite the fact That they have made uh, <laughs> Well okay They made Juno right? No. no No It's the other one It's the other one Little Miss Sunshine Little Miss Sunshine Okay doesn't matter. They made one of those movies. I don't yeah. Like. And then they made Ruby Sparks. Which is bad. Which I think I like better <laughs> than you do, even though I think it uh, it doesn't stick the landing. No. Um, but uh, It abandons the landing
3: <laughs> and chooses another sport. <laughs>
1: but what happened before all of that is that they made the video for the Smashing Pumpkins song 1979, mm. which is one of the greatest oh, videos and one of the that. greatest pop songs of the 1990s. It is a, a great song. So I will always kind of think of them as like oh, this is a new movie from the people who made the <laughs> 1979 video. <laughs> and um, nothing else, I would assume. <laughs> and, um, I don't know, I feel like there must be by now an Emma Stone backlash, but I'm not a part of it.
3: Yeah, I'm no, there, I'm, there
2: is, but I'm still on board. I'm for
3: on sure. board for Emma Stone. I hate Steve Carell. Oh, I like Steve Carell. I, I like Cannot Steve stand Carell. that
0: guy. I, let's see, there are things that I like him in. I'm iffy about this, uh, partially because, if you'll pardon me, at the risk of getting political, I feel like, it's going to be too hard. I don't think they, as filmmakers have the restraint to have this not be super obvious and have Carell play, uh, what's his name? Riggs. No. Yeah. 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 Bobby Bobby Riggs. Riggs? Okay. Um, who
1: wasn't exactly a subtle guy? Like I'm (laughs) not
0: sure there's a way to, but the thing is like a very nuanced way to play him. True. But have you like, how deep into that story have you looked uh, zero. Yeah, zero. Because <laughs> there's something that I, I feel
1: like I watched the drunk history about.
0: It. <laughs> 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 yeah. Because there's the thing we all know, which is like, ah, this old misogynist got his comeuppance. There is, at this point, not even really a conspiracy theory. It's heavily assumed that he threw the match because he owed a lot of money to the mob.
3: That would be an interesting angle. I hope, that's, they, in movie, yeah. I hope that's
0: in the movie yeah. because that would be, because that, you know what, to, add, to incorporate that adds complexity.
1: Yeah. As opposed to the. I still think there's plenty of complexity that you oh. can get out of the
3: story without that. My concern is always that, like, the Billie Jean King character or that type in these types of movies
0: won't be that complex and will be defined by what she does. Yes. She, okay. And what she represents. Right. Yes. And what we historically think of her as. And that's the thing. If it were different directors making this story, I'd be very excited. But it's just like, ugh, I don't
3: yeah. trust them. And I know Billie Jean King's, like, going on
1: the press tour for the movie, too. So that's always, like, a mm. little mm. too endorsed. Yeah. Right. Like when the real uh, ghost hunters are out uh, promoting The Conjuring, it's right. exactly
3: yes, like that. Like There's like, <laughs> no difference between <laughs> <this too laughs> Came
1: to WonderCon? Were you there? Uh, was I was just, not. The yes. first Conjuring. <laughs> yes, I think like I've been to like three or four. I like that of all the movies you could have gone with. <laughs> this has happened with a billion movies. Yeah,
3: <laughs> you went with a movie that's not
1: based on these people. <laughs> What is it? Um, no, 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 it, it is. Okay. It's, it's you based mean on, uh, I forget their names? Yeah, but I don't know if you know. There's like a lawsuit going on, right? Okay, now yeah, about whether or not these movies are based on. Okay, basically, there's a and what everyone is saying, which is the funny, like reductive way to say it, is there's a lawsuit lawsuit about whether or not ghosts are real. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> what you
4: have to like. Yeah. You
1: know, right. To say like this is based on real experiences, you have to say like that's true that ghosts are real. It's like Exorcism um, of Emily Rose. Uh, yeah, I like that movie. I never saw it. Uh, but I understand yeah.
0: there's a trial it was Jennifer Carpenter is that who that was in that movie oh gosh I don't know it was directed by Scott Derrickson though that's something I know yeah um, but yeah so um, I think that's the I feel bad saying that but I just feel like it's a film that has so much political weight to it that I worry that that's all it will have
1: okay
2: I mean, there was good buzz. It played at Telluride over the weekend. It had good buzz coming out of that. And it's like, okay. I can see your concern, but at the same time, it's like, that is what they're going to show in the trailer. They're not right. going to show sure. the more nuanced aspects. Sure. So, And
0: it's worth noting, actually, that I i don't necessarily love Steve Carell as an actor, but I actually liked him a lot in Little Miss Sunshine. So, <laughs> um, and then I also liked him in uh, The Big Short, but I thought he could have done better things in uh, Foxcatcher.
1: Yeah. So. Um Man, I, yeah, I'm one of those people who liked Foxcatcher.
0: <laughs> no, there's a lot I love in Foxcatcher. Yeah. I love Mark Ruffalo, and I like the way it looks. I, there's a lot that I like in Foxcatcher. He is not necessarily one of them.
1: I here's what I, I like: the scene where he's saying he's a philanthropist of <laughs> what I can't remember what they all are. There's a nice uh, moment where he says like horses are stupid. I, love that. <laughs> I enjoy that moment. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, um, I am uh, excited for American Made because it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. You know, recovering yeah. from the debacle that was The Mummy, reteaming with his Edge of Tomorrow director. I'm sorry, Lived I Repeat director, <laughs> uh, Doug Lyman. I was going to um- say, it's also punch uh, debacle of the mummy and before that the last Jack Reacher movie Oh,
2: which right. was yeah. really
1: dismal I literally forgot it existed right. and I so. think
2: our excitement is justified because I actually they released um, reviews for this a couple weeks ago hmm. which seemed oddly early for the type of movie it yeah. was but I think it was just like people were so into it that they're like let's just build this hype so people are into it it's supposed to be good. Doug Lim can put a movie together yeah
0: I just I'm sure it'll probably be very good and I know we're not talking about box office, but at the same time, I could see it just not doing well. Right. Yeah. I, I I think unless it's a Mission Impossible movie, I feel like Tom Cruise is. I won't say box office poison, but I think he is not the. He does not have the appeal he used to.
3: I don't internationally think
2: people, though. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Apparently.
0: Yeah.
1: But this is also called American Made, so
3: who yeah. can say? Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Um, Home Again is the new Reese Witherspoon movie, and I'm a Reese Witherspoon fan. It's directed by Howie... Myers Shire who is Nancy Myers daughter is yes that that's right? a lot of sentence right there yep. um, yeah.
3: Hallie Myers Shire who's Nancy Myers daughter <laughs> yeah. yep.
1: it like, yeah. it's like a horror yeah. movie from the 70s yep. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, as I was going to whatever I met a man with seven wives uh, anyway the, the, there's a nurse room that I forgot the okay. the, the place name but it's I met a man with seven wives blah 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 um, anyway Mm-hmm. Uh, I
3: wish this movie looked better than it does. I don't know much about it. I just recently spent and I like. It. Just saw yeah. the trailer this past weekend and
1: I reviews was like, are not good. I guess I'm not as into this as I would hope I'd be. Hmm.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, Brad's status is the new Mike White movie. I like Mike White and our um, friend. Brent Simon, when he was on the show at this point, like almost two months ago, mm-hmm. or at least a month and a half ago, uh, was said he was said to keep an eye out for Brad's status. So it was that it was very good. Okay, so uh, yeah, I'm definitely curious about. It. I mean, Ben yeah. Stiller in dramatic work, right? Yeah. Yes, always yeah. keen on that.
2: Into yeah. that. Yep. Um,
1: yeah Yeah, Mike White, as a uh, film director, made Year of the Dog, which is a, a movie that I like. Um, not just because I uh, my name's in the credits. <laughs> um, do you know? I, my, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but, like, I was a PA for a while, and then in between jobs, I worked at the Arclight for a while, and I was a greeter, which is what they call the person who introduces people who don't know at home. When you see a movie at the Arclight, someone comes out first and says, here's a movie you're going to see. It stars these people. It's about this long. We'll be standing to make sure the picture and sound quality good or whatever. And so I, like, introduced Year of the Dog, which is, like... I didn't say. I'm in the credits because that would have been even more shameful. It was like yeah. how far, like, I was, like a year ago, I was working on the Paramount lot. And now I'm like wearing this dumb blue shirt, and like buttoned all sea- the way, all yes, the way up, working for Secret Scientologists <laughs> next to a guy whose name tag says his favorite movie is Sahara or something. <laughs>
0: um, I should say, uh, just in general, I feel like Mike White is an underutilized on-screen presence. Yeah, uh, I really like him as an actor. Like when you see. Well, in any number of things, but also like, I mean, Chuck and Buck is great. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I think the movie's very, very good, but he's great, and I feel like he's—I don't know—he he gets like these
1: one or two scene things, and but sometimes
0: he kills those.
1: He, oh, like, he always kills them. Now he, I think he wrote or co-wrote the movie Orange County, and he plays the English teacher, and yeah. it's like one or two scenes, but it's so funny yeah. when he's like maybe he's talking about. I don't know if you yeah, have it's seen been a long time. County, but yeah. He's talking to the class about all the like more popular movies and TV shows and, and books and things that are based on Shakespeare. Yeah. And he's like, can you name some of the things that are based on Shakespeare? And people, like the kids in the class just start naming whatever. And he's just like, yep. yeah. <laughs>
4: <There you go." laughs>
0: and then he's, he's giving her her paper back and he goes, he goes, well, I read your paper. There's a lot of words in there, but, <laughs> but who cares? Cause I gave you an A. <laughs>
1: uh, um, all right. Uh, first, They Killed My Father is the new Angelina Jolie movie. Oh, yeah. People are into it. Yeah. I don't know anything about
3: Whatever it. festival it just played at, people were really into it. And, of course, I'm a big By the Sea fan, so I'm very uh, I
1: still in, gonna watch
0: interested. She directed that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Which I didn't
1: see. Right. But I'd heard still from you a good thing about like, Still behind my TV at home. i got to reach back there. In my <laughs> why is it behind your TV? <laughs> You've been to my place. Yeah. That's, I have four Three or four different stacks, all okay. behind, the, like on the. Because I have a big, not only I, mean, I have a big like, it's like a a chest that we bought at a flea market that serves as right. a TV stand. So there's a lot of real ah, estate, okay, on the thing. So, uh, so, so as not to make my two watch stacks total <laughs> eyesores, I keep them behind the TV, and it's in one of my three or four. Uh, to watch Stack. I didn't know if you had to, like a
3: Stack of Shame that Natalie wasn't supposed to see. You're like, I don't don't know that I want to see By the Sea.
0: <laughs> no, I just don't want to. Uh, uh, w- David, what is this? Like, <laughs> nothing, nothing. I don't know how that got there. That's Tyler's. I was looking Tyler.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of Angelina Jolie movies. I got a press release email the other day that they're essentially, someone's making essentially like an Unbroken sequel. Yes, it is yeah, um,
2: produced and distributed by Pure Flix, so they're yeah. going the pure Christian route for that. Um, but it is, it, they're saying it's based on the second half of the book.
3: The part um, that looked way more interesting
1: at the end of Unbroken. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. What, I'm I'm that's what everyone, we all said. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, like, it Pure Flix, so they'll fuck it up. Right. So that's what they do. <laughs> yeah.
2: And um, Billy Graham's grandson is playing him.
3: Alright. Um, his name trust. is
2: Will Graham, which isn't that the character <laughs> yeah. <on> Hannibal? <laughs> yeah, Hannibal, okay, Hannibal I thought so. This
1: just got a lot more interesting. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, yeah, they should have gotten William Peterson, sure, who played, who played Will Will Graham and Michael Mann's Manhunter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, uh, I'm, I'm, thank you, Dave. <laughs> I'm going to toss this over to the person from Variety. What do you know about Woodshock?
2: I know that it is the directorial debut of Rodarte, which is a fashion design team. Hmm. Um, of Are they two sisters? Two I think so. It's Laura and I can't remember the other one's name. The only other time I can think of that a fashion director turned to filmmaking is Tom Ford. That's worked out pretty well. Um, But the word from Venice is that this has not worked out quite as well. Mm. Um, It has Kirsten Dunst. It kind of looks like it has like a melancholia vibe.
3: Yeah, it looks kind of surreal. I think there's like some drugs involved in the narrative. Yeah. I'm mainly into it because I adore Kirsten Dunst visually speaking and it looks like a big Kirsten Dunst is super hot movie. Mm -hmm. So I will one hundred percent be there.
1: Um okay. Uh Mark Felt, the man who brought down the White House is a movie in which Liam Neeson plays Deep Throat.
3: Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those movies that has like five hundred people in the cast and I'm always a little Uh, suspicious of those movies. Yeah. There's Uh, a certain uh, tipping
1: point where it's like "Eh." I will I will let you know in less than a week. Watch it, all right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Who made that? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Julie? I think it was like some
3: Joker.
2: Yeah. Oh, it might be um Peter Landesman, who did like Concussion. That sounds right. Yeah. Yes,
0: you're right. Yeah. yeah. Very concussion is not good. Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: Uh, Our Souls at Night is the uh, Robert Redford and Jane Fonda back together at last.
2: Yeah. Oh, all
1: right. Anything else about that one?
2: Um. Yeah, it was directed by Ritesh Batra, who did The Lunchbox, which I saw at oh. AFI a few years ago. It was like, okay. It was kind of like... I love The Lunchbox. kind of nice. It's but like, sweet. I... I feel like just them together yeah. is probably just mm-hmm. going to be delightful. I
3: hope he can rein in Jane Fonda a little bit.
2: Why do you want to rein in Jane <laughs> yeah. Fonda? Well, I, like I saw
3: I saw Youth. I know what unhinged Jane Fonda looks like right now. Well, I think <laughs> that might have been the right movie for it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Just the wrong movie for everything, in my opinion. No, I, I loved Youth. <laughs> um, Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Uh, I liked the first Kingsman. As did I. Yeah, um, you two are the this, big Kingsman fans of my but life. But I liked it despite like I, it came as a big surprise that I right. like it because I'm not generally a Matthew Vaughn fan um and so I kind of don't expect lightning to strike twice and so I'm not getting my hopes up for the golden circle
2: uh well they knows? did cast a ton of people in it yeah. so that's how yeah. you know but and
0: it, good people like people yeah, yeah. who bring uh, a certain like Channing Tatum uh, I think is a good comedic actor and so I'm yeah. interested to see what happens there but I did not there's a lot I liked about the first one, but I, didn't, I did not love it as much as, as some.
1: And, and they so.
2: brought back Colin Firth. Okay. They, they sure did. They <laughs> put it's, a fucking patch stupid. over
1: his eye. That is stupid, yes. Yeah, he got shot in the face. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I did. A co-worker of mine said she saw like a very early preview screening of it and was satisfied with the way they did it. Um, so, I, don't, I don't, know. don't
1: know. Sounds like they're trying to have their Obi-Wan and eat it too. <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> as the saying goes. <laughs>
1: Um, it started as another one to pull the Matrix right oh indeed yes because yeah, the Matrix failed to kill off Morpheus right which, uh, and then you know he did nothing 10,000 years two, of story yeah. structure tells us <laughs> 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 that they were supposed to do um, Victoria and Abdul is the new Stephen Frears uh, movie and I've seen this trailer about 500 Same. times I, really I've yeah. seen
2: this trailer more than any other trailer I've seen probably in my life
3: I haven't seen it once we go to the movies we have around. seen it enough yeah. for you yeah okay but and we'll definitely hit these uh spurts of seeing the same trailer again and again like yeah. i remember when the wrestler came out we could not get away from that could trailer. not <laughs> escape the wrestler
2: but yeah i feel like stephen freer is like to think that he is the same person who made high fidelity is kind of like astounding now because i feel like he's narrowing in on this tinier because and tinier niche <laughs> Whoa, shots fired. <laughs> Let's just skip past that. David, you
0: interrupted our guest <laughs> high fidelity
3: again. But he is this Every very
2: narrow, like, older British royal yeah. lady niche going that, I mean, I guess someone has to. I don't know.
3: And he, even before that, his British movies were much more like I've only Edgy. seen, uh what is that? Beautiful laundrette Yeah. My is, Beautiful Londrette. Yeah. Which is a movie I didn't really like, but it is noteworthy, which most of his movies, you know, lately have not been. He also made The Grifters. That's yeah. right. Which is yeah. amazing.
1: I love yeah. the grifters. Yeah. Again, I don't love it, but it is distinctive. But it you correct. I mean, you should <laughs> love it. He made Philomena a few years ago. Yeah, right? it, which and is I'm, fine. I like Philomena It's a lot. fine. Uh, and so here we go, him back with Judy Dench. I'm, I'm uh, cautiously excited about Victoria and Abdul. Uh, I am not, I don't have a feeling either way about the Lego Ninjago movie. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I did not know this existed. So I saw a trailer for it and I was like, I guess we're just gonna keep doing this Lego
1: blank. Yeah. I
2: mean, I liked well, the other Lego movies, so like I I'm did open not to care to for it. Batman.
1: Well, um, inside joke time for everyone, but, uh, Tyler, um, our quizmaster pronun- pronounced that Le- Lego Ninja go. Who? <laughs> he has a lot of strange pronunciations. Always pronounces yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and then I, made fun of him for it to you guys <laughs> and I
2: think
1: he heard oh, me very
2: it. loudly nobody cares we're sitting but, but away. I, think, I
1: think yeah they had sat us closer to him and so our <laughs> Tyler and listeners we do uh pub trivia uh, or whatever you want to call it bar trivia uh keep me join you but um yeah your stuff keeps coming up uh, it's an open invitation um and uh, the person who hosts it uh, almost every week has a problem with pronunciations, you know, okay. he said for sales instead of Versailles, that sort of thing. And then a few weeks ago, the answer to one question was supermodel Giselle Bündchen. And I said, way too loud. That he knows how to pronounce. <laughs> uh, and then felt bad about it for the next two hours.
2: And like, you have to understand, like drunk people are shouting angry <laughs> yeah. things at him all night, but here's David just like brooding and tortured over this fairly <laughs> innocuous comment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sounds yeah. like it th- sounds like this guy's a big dumb idiot.
1: No, he's a great guy. Yeah, um, don't ask me his name. Uh, another inside joke. Uh. <laughs>
2: um,
1: okay, uh, let's move into October, right? We're all ready for um, October. Or do you have more for September?
2: I have a couple for September. One. <laughs>
3: That's who I'm going to Tyler, you can go home. <laughs> oh,
2: no. Okay. No one can see the glare I'm giving him, okay, but it's fine. potent. Okay, yes. um, one I'm very for, excited for is called Loving Vincent, because it claims to be the first yes. ever entirely hand-painted movie. Ooh. So what they did the is... looks super trippy. It's a biopic of... It's kind of half biopic, half using the characters from Vincent van Gogh's paintings to tell a story. But what they did, they crowdsourced it. They taught hundreds of people to paint like Vincent Van Gogh and every single frame is literally a painting so that comes out later this month and some of the reviews are like look it's like incredible I'm like I don't care it's going to be great yeah it
0: sounds it's at least something different (laughs) yeah
2: for sure Um, there's also a documentary that I'm probably going to mispronounce I think it's Spettacolo Um, that
1: that has opened or it opens this weekend in limited
2: uh, I have September 29th that
1: might be the LA date though
2: Mm. So I might yeah.
1: be opening in New York sooner. Oh, okay. I just know that uh, AV Club posted a review oh, like okay. yesterday, so I'm guessing okay. it opens somewhere.
2: Fair enough. Um, but basically, it's a documentary about a small vill- village in Italy of called Spettacolo, and every year they put on a play where everyone in the town plays themselves, and it's like their way of like working through their issues. <laughs> So that's great. Yeah. So we should do that the four of us. (laughs) Yes. I'll I'll play Tyler. David, I
4: hate you so much.
0: Awesome. Okay. All right. uh, And scene.
2: Fantastic. See Tyler, you're,
0: you're all bemoaning Julia's mm-hmm. list here. Two movies yeah. in. I know that's
3: you're very exciting. That's very yeah. exciting.
2: Um, there's also a new, probably going to say this wrong too. Armando Iannucci movie mm-hmm. um, that oh, comes yeah. out this week, I believe, called "The Death of Stalin." It is about that, but it's a comedy with Steve Buscemi and Jeffrey Tambor. So salt.
0: Yeah, every single word of that was
3: <laughs> exciting mm-hmm. to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, okay, so October then? Sure. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh There's also okay. a new Dardenne Brothers movie coming out this month, The Unknown Girl. Oh,
1: which, yeah, is also reviews are already up. So, yeah, uh, but I mean,
3: it came out in festivals years ago, or almost years ago. Now <laughs> It was like two cans ago. Hmm. But it's a new Dardenne Brothers movie, worth yeah. mentioning. Can't wait.
1: Yeah, uh, I uh, I was for a long time a diehard Dardenne Brothers fan. I've kind of soured on them. You see Two Days, One Night? Uh, I did. I liked that one. All I right. didn't love The Kid with the Bike. I can uh, see that. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, going back to like um, uh, Rosetta, is that what it's called? Yeah, um, which I haven't seen. That was probably the first one I saw on VHS.
3: That's all. I think I've only seen their more recent stuff. So I think I have a different view of them than
1: people like you have seen most right. of their work or right. at least their earlier work, which they're more famous for yeah. at this point. I remember when, uh, Tell you when we lived together in, in Chicago? You remember this, right? I do. Uh, on, on early, which is when, when I graduated, when we graduated at the same time, but mm-hmm. I got from my mom a graduation present of a, a big TV. It was like 36 inches, which yeah. is not that big now, but it <laughs> right. was the biggest TV that yeah. we had yeah. had. And I remember watching uh, one of the first DVDs I watched on it was The Sun, the Darden uh, right. mm-hmm. Brothers movie. And I was like, this is so cool. It's so big. And it's <laughs> like I'm in the movie. By the yeah. way, I only just recently got rid of that really uh, it was in our den for the longest time and like people when like my my brother or or our nephew would like stay over we they could like watch dvds on it but then like the dvd player crapped out and we realized we hadn't turned on that tv it's a you know a tube tv nothing yeah, kind of, yeah. Like, like we hadn't turned it on in really a year and a half and so we were like let's put a bookshelf there <laughs> we have too many books <laughs> let's uh let's throw this thing out on the curb all right uh, on to october then yeah. Everyone okay with that?
2: Yes. All right. I'll find it.
1: a more graceful way to do that <laughs> for the next transition. Probably not. Uh, Todd Haynes has a new movie. It's called Wonderstruck. Yes. It starts Julianne Moore and Millicent Simmons. Great cast. And Oaks Fakely.
2: And Michelle Williams, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oaks Fakely. Who is that? that I mean, Obviously,
0: the name sounds familiar if it's, you've heard it <laughs> once. It's this little girl here. Okay. Or is that a I thought, boy?
2: I th- think it's the boy. Oak.
0: Get a fucking haircut, hippie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, sorry. yeah. <laughs> you can keep talking, but that name is so familiar to me. Um, I mean, between that cast and Todd Haynes directing, like, yeah, and, been, and I think it's yeah. kind of a
3: children's movie, which is an interesting.
2: Yeah, and it's like one of the... It's like set in two parts or something, and one is like sort of a silent movie, right?
1: So it's like It. Yes, that's right.
2: Exactly. It's it's exactly like It. Um, But yeah, I think it's like a silent movie, and they cast a deaf actress. I think the little girl is deaf. And apparently Todd Haynes said he got a lot of... Because they were doing like a nationwide talent search. He got a lot of videos from kids pretending to be deaf to get the part. Uh, So, but they... Pete's Dragon.
0: Oh. oh yeah! Oakes Feglu was in Pete's Dragon, and I remember thinking okay. he was pretty good. He was pretty good. Let's uh, let's hope those audition tapes don't
1: make the Blu Ray special. <laughs> <laughs>
2: let's yeah, let's hope
1: kids do the darnest things. <laughs> but yeah, when spurred on by their parents, I would assume right. You would hope. Yes, uh, definitely excited for Wonderstruck. I'm definitely cautious not cautious except just cautious about George Clooney's new movie Suburvicon.
2: Um, I'm feeling it. why so cautious?
1: because he that d- hasn't made that many good movies,
2: but written by the Cone brothers,
1: yeah, um, that th- helps. yeah, but I mean, other than good night and good luck. I mean, I liked Confessions of a dangerous Mind at the time that it came out. I doubt I would like it now, just thinking back on it. I uh, feel, feel like I still would. Because the cast is pretty solid. Yeah, but I feel like there's so many um, flourishes that yeah. are like George Clooney going, I'm a director now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> look at yes. That might be a little overly clever look direction. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't I, like Monuments but I didn't see Leatherhead's it was okay. okay
2: I think the Cohen brothers had developed it for them to direct themselves for a while and then he took over so I yeah. don't really know how developed it was when they handed it off to him so it might be kind of more cohenesque than I think Clued-esque? he also
3: has a screenwriting credit on it so he okay. must have done something with
0: it okay. but at the same time it's got to have I mean he gets their humor and gets their flavor. Yeah. So. yeah it's there's a lot there that excites me including the cast uh, and then the Cohens involvement with it. Uh, but then they didn't direct it and Clooney does have a writing credit on it and as much and, and I honestly don't think I'm that interested in George Clooney deciding he's gonna like all kind of sort of set, uh, send up the suburbs, and it's like, oh, good God, that sounds like maybe the smuggest thing I've ever heard. But, right, but no one's done it before, is a thing. <laughs> right, <laughs> thankfully, finally, somebody <laughs> takes them down a peg. Uh, but that's the thing, is there's so many other things involved, and I love Matt Damon, and I... Especially uh, in a dark comic role. Exactly. Yeah. Oscar, Isaac. In, like, boyfriend, yeah. Oscar Isaac. The informant. My boyfriend. Yes. The
2: internet's boyfriend, but... Indeed. Okay, we have so joint custody. I just
0: want to make sure I've got this right, so obviously... If Oscar Isaac and Kirsten Dunst walked in here, <laughs> this engagement is off. Hey, we saw the two faces yeah. of January. There you go. There we you both go. have
2: lists. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Huh. David, who's on your list?
1: <laughs> I, we, I don't have an actual list, but I mean, people who, who listen to this podcast will not be surprised to hear me say Rachel Weiss. Sure. Yeah. Who is sure. The, yeah, the most beautiful woman in movies. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, um, let's move on to a movie that I am excited about, I think. Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Yes. Um,
2: I actually read this book. Okay. Um, So it's based on the true story of William Marston, who created Wonder Woman, who also invented the lie detector and had a polyamorous relationship for many years. Um, The book was really interesting. The only thing was that it didn't really have like narrative momentum. It was kind of just like, here's a guy who did a bunch of interesting things scattered over several years. So I'll be interested to see if and how they kind of shape that into a movie.
0: Well, I'm sure human yawn Luke Evans will really get (laughs) things going.
2: But I mean, there's also Rebecca Hall who is great. So
0: I feel bad saying that, but like, I I don't think I've ever seen a Luke Evans performance and thought he was absolutely the best person to play this role.
3: I barely remember the Luke Evans' performances I have seen, so that probably yeah. says it all. Well, yeah, yeah we
0: we'll see. He's in the
3: He was Beauty and the Hobbit Beast. Movies.
2: He was Gaston. Uh,
0: yeah, which feels wrong to me yeah. having not seen it, but I feel like,
2: yeah. come yeah. on.
0: What am uh, I missing out on? He was in
1: Dracula Untold. Untold? Okay. Um, the, well, that was the kickoff to the, the Dark, Dark universe. universe, right? Oh, yeah. Which <laughs> we're all now obsessed with. <laughs> so okay. obsessed. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, so I, I think I primarily know him. I think I've seen him in other things, but I know him primarily from Dracula Untold and the Hobbit films. But, uh, both parts that w- could have been bigger and he could have done something with, but he chose to, uh, you know what? I think he was ambivalent. <laughs> I think he's an ambivalent actor.
1: Yeah. Um, Dracula so, you know, as, as you get older movies, like seem to, it's like, you'll think of something that, Oh, like something you'll think it came out like two years ago, but it's like, Oh, it came out like six years ago. Yes. Dracula and I'm told I have the opposite with where I'm like, that had to be like, 2010, maybe 2011. It's like, no, that was like 2014. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: Uh, It does feel like a long, it does feel like, because it's so distant. Yeah. It's so small in my mind that, that I'm mistaking it for being far away. Um, I mean, this might be a turning point for Luke Evans though.
3: I mean, none of us like Charlie Hunnam until philosophy of Z and he's great in that. Um, I feel like Robert
0: Pattinson has moment too. It's like Charlie Hunnam was very good in Nicholas Nickleby.
1: I never saw him. uh, other things, I'm sure. There. Sure. Uh, Cold Mountain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was in that, right? Yeah. He was... Yeah, you know. okay. seems like a long time ago Probably him yeah.
3: in it, but if you say so.
1: Um, now, Blade Runner 2049 opens on uh, October 6th and hopefully ends before Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, if you should <laughs> down to watch it. Because uh, it's supposed to be very long. It's yes. Legit.
2: 163 minutes um, at last yes.
3: count. 11 of which apparently credits. So, you know, you can leave. Fair enough. You should
0: stay, though. <laughs> um... I'm not excited for it, but I will see it, and I'm intrigued. And I'm not a big Denis Villeneuve fan. I don't hate him, but I really loved Arrival. And as I said about that film, I think he's particularly well-suited to sci-fi. I think it might just be that the the unnecessary quali- uh, element of the film is kind of coloring it for me. But any movie can be necessary if it's good, and it could be. So... Yeah. I love need Villeneuve. Um
3: and I'm Same. just worried that he'll get, you know, chewed up and turned out by the system as many before him have been.
0: I feel like with with a movie at that length, that
3: is not a length right. that studios want. Yeah. yeah. That is interesting. It, makes me hopeful that he'll keep his kind of even slow pace
2: but as we were talking about the other day he did lose johan johansson as composer Mm -hmm. who he worked with on uh, arrival yeah so i feel like Mm -hmm. that might not have been his call and they replaced him with hans zimmer which seems very much like a warner brothers call Mm -hmm. so maybe it was a trade-off for the runtime i don't know
3: johansson's score for arrival is amazing (laughs) and was really very strange yeah. yeah well that's just it I was yeah. really interested to see what he would do with Blade Runner which the yeah. original movie has a very interesting score too right.
1: so. yeah yeah I don't know Arrival was the first Denis Villeneuve movie that I liked um, and so I always feel like I hope you're right that, that he has they let him do what he wants but I always feel like when someone makes a movie like and then they go to a, a franchise I always feel like it's a bit of a loss <laughs> or a but Stall, you don't really like Stallings the guy. Like it it, was it? You don't like the guy. so That's no, no but loss I for you. Like <laughs> okay. like rival, but no, I was not a fan of um, Prisoners or Enemy or Sicario, and I never saw On I
3: have not seen that either.
1: Um, okay, The Foreigner is a new Martin Campbell movie uh, starring Jackie Chan. I'm intrigued by it. I'm a little bit intrigued, too, because for some reason I'm always intrigued by, like, the aging action star. Yeah. You know? I'm not saying this is going to be Jackie Chan's Copland, but, um, <laughs> But it might be. Uh, yeah, I like those types of movies.
2: Look, he has an honorary Oscar now. He can phone it in, so yeah. watch out.
1: And I, I've never not liked Jackie Chan. Yeah. In a movie. Like, even if I don't blame I mean, him, he's... The guy's made a million movies. A lot of them aren't good. Um, but, uh... Uh, like what was um, not the tuxedo? The medallion is that the one with Claire uh, yeah. Forlani and then the so. tuxedo with uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, or is it the other way around? The tuxedo definitely had Jennifer Love Hewitt. Okay, would, and the I medallion was one with Claire Forlani. Um I saw one of them. I, I don't remember <laughs> which one I saw. Well, was he wearing a tuxedo? <laughs> 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 I no. well, let's get Did this. he have a medallion? Yeah. Oh, both. <laughs> oh boy. Um, uh, so even when he's in bad movies, I, w- I always like I was like him. He's like Joel Schumacher in actor form. Sure. Yeah.
0: Always interesting.
1: Yeah, so that'll be fun. Uh, Goodbye, Christopher Robin is the new Simon Curtis movie. He's the one who made My Week with Marilyn and Woman in Gold. I never saw My Week with Marilyn. I saw Woman in Gold. Uh, Wasn't Simon
3: Curtis the Love Actually guy? And then he he made About Time? I thought so. Am Maybe. I right? I don't stupid. have it in front of me. So. Hmm. Julie, uh, think
2: of it. No, I know because um, there's the other guy that sure. I. There, you might be talking about two different guys. But Is there I can't a Richard
3: remember. Curtis? Ah, mm. it was Richard Curtis. Yeah. Never mind. Okay, Simon Curtis. Don't care. Okay.
1: Yep. Um, um, well, actually, it's was directed by a guy named Richard Curtis. Okay. <laughs>
4: <thank
1: you. laughs> so, um, yeah, Simon Curtis made, as I said, my book with Marilyn. Yeah, which wasn't good. Uh, which I didn't see and Woman in Gold which was mostly boring.
0: There are things I liked about my my week with Marilyn specifically Kenneth Branagh. I thought he yeah and that, I'm a gigantic and, Michelle Williams fan. Yeah and I thought she was I thought they did more with her character than I thought they were going to. Um this yes, I'm sure it's going to be cheesy as hell and I'm sure I won't like it and yet I'm a sucker for anything Winnie the Pooh and I like Donald Gleason a lot. Yes, yeah, so this enough. is so, so, I don't
1: know this is the story of Donald Gleason plays AA a. Milne and yeah. then his his son is the is christopher robin milne who is uh based on it's about their relationship and margot robbie plays uh the mother Mm. um and the great kelly mcdonald isn't it
0: yeah there's a lot to a lot to potentially like about this film but it could also be just completely tepid
1: um and the boy's name is will tilston that's fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's no Oakes
0: Fagley, but well, then what sure, is?
1: Right? <laughs> it's no Holly uh, <laughs> Shire- Myers Shire. Holly Myers yeah.
2: Shire. Oh my God, I can't <laughs> say it yeah, anymore. Yeah, I Hall- can't. Holly Hall- Hall- Myers
1: Shire. Ninja- yeah. my <laughs> <laughs> uh right. Uh, the Florida project I'm very much looking forward to because very this much. is the new Sean Baker film right. that made Tangerine two years ago, I guess. Um, yes. Feels about right. And he's got, uh, there's a big name in this, right? Willem, Willem Dafoe. Dafoe. Willem
2: Dafoe. Yeah. This up and comer Willem Dafoe, yes. Yeah.
1: And it takes place like in this motel where
3: people live full time because they can't afford first month, last month kind of right. thing. Uh, and it's, but apparently the motel's like just off, what, Disney World, I assume? Cause yes in Florida. Mm-hmm. it is. Um, so I guess Baker was interested in the juxtaposition there.
2: Yeah, and yeah, we love Tangerine. Also, we have to mention that we live like literally two blocks from yes. where all of Tangerine was shot, so that was a very fun movie to watch. But it's a very true portrait of our neighborhood. Very true. Um, RIP Donut Time, though. Yes. yes. Now, now at Trejo's Donuts, though. Yeah. So, um, but but
1: see, I, I can't remember how long you lived there, because I, I used to live in Hollywood and I used to work right by Donut Time. Um, mm. And I don't know, were you there before the Walgreens was there? Because yes. it used to be at Del Taco.
2: Yes. I don't so, remember the Del Taco. I think were we, we there? were there while it was like a vacant lot. Maybe. Oh, I, it
1: was a Del Taco, and the Del Taco was just as much of a... Uh, you know, transgender prostitute right. hang out as the donut time. Was. Gotcha. And you now know, it's all gone. Danny Trejo came in and just <laughs> went. What, what, what a is world! Going Classic on. <laughs> Trejo.
2: But I, I feel like I may be among the few who actually saw Starlet his film before yeah. Tangerine, which I also really liked. And I feel like he, like this is kind of a cliche that a lot of people say, but I feel like he really does have a knack for finding talent like the star or i guess the second lead of starlet isn't like an 87 year old woman who had never acted before and she was incredible and he just like finds these people i think um florida project it's willem Dafoe and these two kids he just found yeah um so i feel like he really is great at finding these talents and getting good performances out of them so this is
1: this is i haven't made a list of most anticipated but this is this one's definitely up there for sure um not so much up there as my little pony (laughs) the movie (laughs) Didn't even know that was coming out. Not, so. not a brony. Not a He's okay. Got a great uh, voice cast though. You got yeah. you got Emily Blunt, Kristen Chenoweth, Sia, Uzu Ad- mm. Uzo mm. Uzo <laughs> Uzo Aduba, and Zoe Saldana. Sure. All yeah. right. Um, okay. Breathe. Um, I'm gonna give. You, I don't know if you know about Breathe. I'm gonna give, I you, do I'm gonna give know. you four words here. Yeah. The first four words here. Andy Circus directorial debut. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
0: was. And nothing Guarded about it. If anything, it seems like the exact opposite of the kind of thing he's interested in because it's about a guy who doesn't move. Um, (laughs) Isn't that odd?
3: So, Even apart from the motion capture thing, though, he's a very animated actor when he's just... Playing as himself on screen? Well, you remember like Topsy Turvy. He just acts yeah. like
0: a chicken for some reason. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, just, I remember him in 13 Going on 30. He was the, oh, I didn't know he
3: was oh, the yeah. magazine editor. That's right. Right? In, yes. he's in the, the Prestige and his live-action part in King yeah. Kong.
0: He always is very animated.
2: I mean, yes. I don't think the guy has polio the whole movie.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. And before that, oh, he's gesticulating wildly. <laughs> all, all, all Tap dancer. Yeah. 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 On a high
1: wire. Yeah. And Andrew Garfield is the, yes. in the star. Yeah. Um, Julie, what can you tell me about Happy Death Day?
2: Um, not a ton. Um, I'm not the biggest like horror person, unfortunately. Okay. Um, yeah. But
1: we Sorry. know it's a horror movie. It's a
3: it horror more than I knew two day. seconds ago. It, yes, it's a
1: horror Groundhog Day, uh, okay. where a murder victim keeps reliving her last day. Oh, oh right okay. <laughs> that sounds horrible. I mean, I yeah. guess that's the idea. Yeah, yeah um, it's a horror movie. <laughs> it is literally horrible. <laughs> um, I'm I'm intrigued. I do like horror movies. Uh, Only the brave. Is uh, it's a firefighter movie, right? It is. Miles Teller. Yeah, I think I'm not sure if this one is based on a GQ article, like Concussion was, but I definitely read a GQ article about.
2: Yeah, these I guys. think it's a true story. It also yeah. has um Jeff Bridges and Josh Brolin. Yep.
3: I can't think of anyone who flew through the. I'm really into this guy, and now I'm not more than Miles Taylor or faster than he did. Yeah, it
1: Where was did like the, first know it, him from Spectacular now,
3: or was it uh, him before that? There, uh, he was in Rabbit Hole. Um, yeah, he was that. really great yeah, in that really in a very not Miles Taylor performance. Right. And then I really liked him as his most Miles Taylor performance in Spectacular Now. And then ever since then, it's just been like, I just don't care. I'm, I'm yeah. over it.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you. I like Spectacular now. I like his performance. But as I've said many times on the podcast, I have a soft spot for movies about drunks. right? Um, and he's a, he's a drunk in that movie. Uh, the Rare Teen Alcoholic. Hmm, interesting. Not a character. Did you, did you never see Spectacular Now? I did not. Oh, I think you'd like it. I think um, I probably would too. Yes. Who place is dead.
2: Is it Kyle Chandler? It is. Yeah, uh, oh, I like that. Yeah. Also an alcoholic, I believe, in the movie. Yes, right. in the movie. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm not, I don't want to. Catch <laughs>
2: no, definitely not. Kyle Chandler. I'm She's sure there. he has his life very together. Right.
0: Yeah. There is a film called Drunks uh, that essentially is just a series of monologues delivered by good actors, uh, including Faye Dunaway and Spalding Gray, hmm. but the lead is Richard Lewis and it is essentially about a uh, it's an aa meeting so everybody's getting up and telling this th- their stories uh and richard lewis has had a particularly bad day and so he goes to one meeting and then like gets some bad news from like his wife or his ex-wife or something like that and then just goes on a full on bender uh and then at the end of the at the end of the film he comes to the next meeting and he looks horrible but there's this moment he says and everyone says like uh, I have this many days or whatever. And so Richard Lewis at the end, he shows up and he says like, I'm so-and-so and tomorrow I'll have one day. And it's actually a nice, uh, it's a great performance by him. And, uh, it's a movie that, uh, when I, this I, yeah, yeah. It, in the nineties. It was huh? one of those movies huh. that like I saw in high school, just cause like it, it had some like good performances in it. And, uh, I, Remember I recommend it it? a
1: video update. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Home of the seven day rental. Turns out everybody else did it too. Anyway.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Tomas Alfredson, okay. uh, who made Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy, mm-hmm. uh, has a new movie called The Snowman uh, with Michael Fassbender. It's based on a uh, Joe Nesbo thriller, who is a Scandinavian crime novelist. Mm-hmm. I think people listening probably know that. He's pretty famous, right? Sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I recently learned something about this movie that I can't unknow, and I can't focus on anything else about don't it. Don't ruin it for us. It's not a spoiler. Okay. It's the it's Michael Fassbender's character's name. (laughs) It's Harry Hole. (laughs) That is Uh, a completely true fact. Now, listen. I know it was based on a book in another language, but you're doing a rewrite. You gotta adapt it. There are meetings. There are notes. Like how it lasted through to this stage, I don't know.
3: Imagining the cast of Tinker Tailor saying that name like as often, and then same intonation as they say like the circus.
0: I, uh, it's interesting. I was actually just about to comment that Nesbo is a funny last name. Oh. And I realized, oh, he's decided to kind of take that and, yeah. and put it onto his characters. That's interesting. But that is, yes, I cannot know that. that so I'm is not, like,
2: immature for finding that kind no. of no. hilarious. Okay.
0: I'm really glad I know now and not, like, when I'm
2: going right. to see the movie. Yeah. It's right. like, as
0: soon as someone says it, I'm like, oh, God, yeah. what are we doing here? He's right. like, I'm an assassin. My name is Harry Hole. <laughs> yeah. Try to guess why I kill people. <laughs>
1: Um, all right, moving on. Um, as uh, Chadwick Boseman moves on in his uh, <laughs> his his goal of playing every great American, that okay. he can, uh, and yet not quite seamless being a transition star yet somehow. Um, is, yeah, what,
2: well, I don't feel like he Black is Panther, Black right? Panther. Right, that will could change it. Yeah. it. That's yes. change it.
1: Um, but uh, he's pl- in Marshall. He's playing Thurgood good Marshall.
2: Yeah,
3: very hesitant about the involvement of Josh Gad in that movie, though. You can really see Thurgood Marshall like, giving up a huge speech and Gad's in there like, oh gosh, that
1: Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Dressed
2: uh, as a snowman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> obviously. Right. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm definitely not. It looks a little safe. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, From but the but director
2: I, of House Party, though. So. That's true. Uh, oh, which
1: yeah. I recently
3: saw for the first time. That's a
1: great movie. Um, but I was very pleasantly surprised by Get On Up. Um, less so by forty two. I didn't think forty two was great, but as far as Chadwick Boseman biopics, he's uh, missed them both. Fat in five hundred. So <laughs> uh, I saw Get Out twice. I was oh, surprised nice. by how much I liked
0: it. So let's let's take that to a thousand then. <laughs> okay. so I, the good one twice. So uh,
1: the Mountain Between Us, starring Kate Winslet and Idris Elba. What, what do we think?
2: It looked um, interesting. It's interesting because it actually went through like a ton of casting changes which is kind of bizarre that Kate Winslet and Idris Elba are your yeah. like third choices <laughs> yeah. like what world are we living in um, it's also the first of three Idris Elba movies in a uh, two month span hashtag blessed so yeah yeah,
1: no complaints there mm-hmm. and I'll have me some Kate Winslet oh yeah, yeah sure
2: killing sure. it still killing it who made it um
1: <sighs> uh Honey Abu Assad oh. made a movie called Omar that I didn't see I got nothing yeah okay yeah uh, Tyler Perry's Boo 2 of Medea Halloween. Now, this is the one I'm excited about.
0: <laughs> you can uh, keep your mountain yeah. between <laughs> us. Like so we like
1: horror movies. Indeed, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of horror movies, Jigsaw's back in the movie Jigsaw. Really? Which makes it Saw 8? Is that really right? so, yeah. Saw 8? I think they
2: got to the point where they're not having a number on right. them anymore because they don't want you I feel to like know. The last one did
1: for a while.
3: Yeah, the last one didn't have a number either, I know. Really? Did it not? Saw 7? I feel like there was one, another Saw movie that did not have a number. Yeah, maybe you're right. The first one? <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm. uh, That's what I was thinking of. Which is still the only one I've seen is the first. I'm, uh,
0: I've seen none. None of them. Yeah. Nor have I. Nope. Um, and I think I'm going to keep that tradition going.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer is a new Yorgos Lanthimos movie. Looks pretty great. Yeah, I like haven't, Farrell, don't thinking. really know much about it, but him
2: yeah, we and Colin Farrell. Yeah. Who else is in it? Nicole Kidman. Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Oh, even And horror. it is
0: apparently uh, something of a horror movie itself. Sort right. of. Which is... Which is always like an element of his movies. So. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, another movie that I know nothing about except for the director and cast and I'm therefore very excited about is The Square, which is a new movie yeah, from totally. uh, Ruben Ostland, who made Force Majeure oh, three
2: yeah. years ago, I guess. It won the Palme d'Or at Cannes, yeah. okay. which... In recent years, it seems like there's been this trend of the Palme d'Or being, like, a compromise. And I don't mean that as, like, my opinion. I mean that as, like, the jury comes out, seems kind of grumpy, talks privately to the press about what they preferred, <laughs> and you kind of can piece it together yourself. So that happened again this year. Um, I, not that it doesn't seem like a good movie. Yeah, it the just reviews like, are pretty strong still. Yeah, it just seems like this kind of weird Palme d'Or trend that's been yeah. happening.
3: It just didn't seem like it was first choice, which is right. fine. Um, interestingly, yeah. even though it has Elizabeth Moss and some other... Dominic West. Yeah. yeah. It's apparently still mostly in Swedish. Yeah.
2: Cool. It is. It's yeah. um, Sweden's... You're only making it uh, more acceptance. I know. Exactly. For, uh, Oscar submission.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, thank you for your service is another Miles Teller true yeah. story movie.
2: With Amy Schumer in a dramatic role.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Since we're not getting her as Barbie. Right. Which I want A true loss. Yes.
0: It's... I Okay, so here's why I feel like an asshole, as I tend tend to do. I'm sure it's a perfectly fine film, and it could be great. It's a movie about soldiers, like Coming Home. Hey, I'm a big fan of Best Years of Our Lives. I like Born on the Fourth of July. What about Um, Coming Home? Never saw it, actually. Very good. Um, But, uh, so, you know, there are some amazing movies to be made out of it, but at the same time, as I've said before... I feel like if you're not going to bring anything new to it and maybe it does, but I have a feeling it doesn't like you're not going to bring anything new to it. Then I feel like it's emotionally exploitative, um, Mm. at this point, like with so many other films and films about Iraq war veterans as well. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's me just being, maybe I'm getting cynical. Maybe I'm just tired of seeing the same thing, not merely from like mainstream Hollywood, but from prestige Hollywood as well. Um, but I could be wrong and, and I'll keep an open mind. If it's great, then I'll say that it's great but uh, I don't know, it's just a, I feel gross saying what I just said. Well, somehow. and not to
3: get too political about it but I, there's a degree to which increasing of these movies make me feel like they're just making people comfortable about us being constantly or by the mm. fact that we keep valorizing the soldiers mm. who are being sent off. And as there's been a, a new troop increase in Afghanistan, just increasingly it's been harder to stomach these kinds of movies.
2: I mean, I think it's specifically about um, PTSD. I don't know that there's like a ton of movies that have taken that angle of like kind of the modern perception of PTSD. It's also, I think, the directorial debut of the screenwriter. Of American Sniper, right?
3: I mean, I um, like American Sniper a lot. It's right. more dynamic movie than people give credit for, but even that has kind of the ending where, like, whatever he went through, he's a soldier, right. and we need to honor mm-hmm. him. Right.
0: right? Yes. Okay. I see. What you, I, I see what you mean, and I think that's one of the things I like about Born on the Fourth of July is that it's this idea is just like, no, I'm yeah. a, this was terrible, yeah. I'm a, and I'm a human being, and I made it out alive. Like that's huge. Like just he he did not. Go, he did not go quietly. I say go is as, as if he died. He did not, but like he did not just sit back and say, "Yes, I'm a soldier, and this is what it takes." And I'm sure plenty of people do think that, and I think that's and good for them for being stoic about it. But at the same time, like, yes, it's seeing people as people first. Right, uh, I think is important. And yes, I, I see what you mean. I'm not sure if I 100 percent agree, but at the same time, I guess that's not unlike saying that it's emo- emotionally exploitative. It's saying like, I'm going to push this button yeah, and sure. you're going to be happy about it because how, what are you against the troops? Yeah. You know, it could be that. So,
1: um, speaking of movies about PTSD, I'm not sure if this is on either of your lists cause it's a very, very tiny release, but there's a movie called blood stripe, which I saw at like two LA film fests ago that is finally getting a oh, wow. tiny, tiny theatrical release this October. Um, that is a, is about P- PTSD. um, from the point of view of a female Marine coming home um, and uh, it's directed by I forget which one's the actor uh, either Remy Abernigua or Rene who who's Rene, the older I man Rene is the is the dad okay. I think yeah so think it's, it's, it's Remy. son Remy Um and it's a really terrific movie I don't know It's like I said it's going to get tinier leaves, hmm. but people should keep their eyes out for Blood Stripe. it was my favorite thing at two LA Film Fests ago Uh, What else, uh, first, Julie, then Scott, what else do you have for October?
2: Well, fasten your (laughs) seatbelts. So Walking Out got a release date literally today. Um, I think one of you saw it at Sundance. Yeah. Yeah, Um, So that's early October. You can... Listen to the Sundance episode for or more on David's that. On yeah, the or read David's Definitely. review. David's on the oh, website.
1: Well, yeah, tweet that out. By the way, those um, the um, the the brothers who made uh, that. I'm drawing a blank uh, all of a sudden on their name. Fairly, it's like it, I yes, think, I think it might be like the Smith brothers. Yeah, whatever. I think it's yeah. some yeah. They've made three feature films. I have been at the world premiere of two of them. <laughs> nice, <laughs> gotta keep it up. Uh, one I was doing in college, so I didn't go to the Slaughter Rule, which premiered at Sundance, but uh, Winter in the Blood premiered at LA Film Fest Hmm. um, in 2013, maybe, Uh, and I was at that, and then I went to the premiere of Walking Out at Sundance. Nice. Um, But Slaughter Rule is one of the uh, great underseen movies of uh, that decade, of the aughts. Um, Which is odd, given that...
0: Ron Gosling is a star now that people have not gone back and discovered it. It's still mostly not talked about. And it's a good yeah. performance
1: by him. Yeah. It also uh, brings up a question I often find myself asking while driving around, staying in the shower. Why isn't Cleo Duvall in more movies anymore?
2: Hmm. Um, well, she's killing it on Veep.
1: She is killing it on Veep. I didn't um, know that. That's fantastic. She, she's been on for a few seasons. She's now. killing
2: it. Yeah. Um, we recently saw her at the theater. She seemed right. happy.
1: I, I saw her on Christmas Eve at the Tam O'Shanter. What'd she get, you?
2: She also directed a movie, The Intervention, um, that she came out, in. which she also starred in. Um, so I think she's doing okay.
1: Yeah. Don't worry
2: a, about Clea Duvall.
1: But I would just like to see. Like, I guess I, the answer is I should watch Veep. Yeah. Yes. Because I miss seeing her and yeah. stuff. <laughs> she was always yeah. even in like Ghosts of Mars.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Clea Duvall. And The Intervention was pretty good. Meh. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, there's also Una. Which, um, so it has Rooney Mara and Ben Mendelsohn. It's based on a play called Blackbird um, that won the Olivier. So it played Telluride in Toronto last year and just sat around. No one wanted to go near it because it's about pedophilia. Yeah. Um, But not even necessarily outright condemning pedophilia. Because basically it's like he has a relationship with her when she's 13. And then the movie is about them meeting up again 15 years later. But I feel like the relationship was like so sort of consensual so it's like kind of i can see why a lot of distributors didn't want to go near it so the one who did was a company called swen they're a latin american company and this is their first u.s release so that got that sat around for a while but it's finally coming out i'm excited because i like those actors and apparently it's very good yeah um difficult but good
1: that's yeah, that's a recipe for me enjoying. No, 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 no yeah. enjoying, but Rooney Mara. Rooney
0: Mara is kind of a fearless actress. Now that I think about it, yeah, like, yeah. just she's. I
1: realize I've been keeping up with her
0: filmography pretty consistently no. because she
3: keeps picking good movies.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and then, and I and I think Ben Mendelsohn is is great as well, and I feel like this could be a deeply uncomfortable yeah. film, mm-hmm. precisely because there will mo- there will probably be moments where it does not feel uncomfortable. Yeah, totally.
2: Um, I think Riz Ahmed is also in another internet boyfriend um, (laughs) that I share custody of. Um, There's also Noah Baumbach's new movie, The Meyerowitz Stories, parentheses, new and selected, um, which is coming to Netflix.
3: Um, It's Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler. Yeah. Cool.
2: Um, And Emma Thompson and Imogen Poots and... It's good coming. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like all those people. Yeah. Yeah. there's also, for something completely different, we have Finland's official Oscar submission called Tom of Finland in an innocuous title about an artist famous for homoerotic fetish art, which oh. is the official synopsis. So um,
1: <laughs> Not, They're definitely different than, than Tom's of Maine.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, they had very different things going. Um, but that's getting very, you know, it's through Kino Lorber. It's like, hmm. you know, a prestige picture, but it is, you know, he was a big, you know, artist and kind of... Uh, Pushed a lot of boundaries in that regard. There's also the documentary 78 slash 52, which is entirely about the shower scene in Psycho.
3: It's played Um, at Sundance, but shows like at midnight before I was going to leave at 5 a.m. And I was so tempted to go. (laughs) I just couldn't convince myself.
2: Well, if you can wait a month, you can see it. Um, So it's about how they made it and then kind of its influence on subsequent cinema. Um, There's also 120 Beats Per Minute, which played at Cannes. That was, I think, maybe the favorite to win the Palme d'Or, at least the favorite of Pedro Almodovar and Jessica Chastain, who I trust implicitly (laughs) in all matters. Um, But it's basically about... It's kind of the French version of the normal heart. So it's basically about a group of AIDS activists in Paris in, I think, the 90s. So a little bit of a later time period, the European kind of counterpart. Um, Apparently, it's very good, you know, huge standing ovation. It can people really into it. But I think they couldn't swing the whole jury on it. So Um, too bad.
1: Quick note on Jessica Chastain, because I'm a fan, too. Mm -hmm. But she has occasionally rubbed me the wrong way, like when she insisted that... uh, Steven Spielberg had never made a movie with a (laughs) female lead, (laughs) which didn't bother me quite as much as... That
2: that was not her. That was not her. That was Elizabeth Banks. That was Um, Elizabeth Banks. Okay,
1: well then... Just uh, can't
2: tell women apart, can you?
1: But this was Jessica Chastain, I'm sure, um, who really, uh, on Twitter, shaded the idea that people sit at bars alone. She's like, I always see people sitting at bars alone in movies. Who does this? And so every time I'm sitting well, at a bar at alone, Jessica Chastain's
3: privilege, which <laughs> always has a friend around. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, when I am multiple times a week sitting at a bar, alone, I'm like, I'm always like grunting my teeth, like, fuck you, Jessica. Fuck. But then Natalie, my wife pointed out that that is a bit of male privilege, perhaps, and it is True. less easy for a woman to sit at a bar alone. So, uh, I can imagine the tweet being like, come on, don't you guys have any hangers on? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. get the program here. <laughs> yeah,
1: where's your ballot? <laughs> um, so fuck Jessica Chastain and fuck Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> In
2: conclusion, <laughs> um, so if if her recommendation is not to your taste, David, perhaps you will enjoy The Orchard's other release from that date, which is called The Work. It's a documentary about group therapy at Folsom Prison. So if you want stories oh, okay. about men... About you know
1: you're saying because I can't tell two white ladies (laughs) apart that I'm I'm a misogynist
2: that was your words not (laughs) Um, but this the documentary won um, the documentary prize at South by Southwest and is apparently very intense and emotional so could be good. And I think that uh, wraps it up for me Scottie for October.
3: October. Gotta mention the new Agnes Varda movie, Faces Places. Cool. All about the new Agnes Varda movie. Uh,
2: Newly crowned. Yes. Uh, I enjoy this cadence.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I really like it. You I'll, talk like that more often. I'll keep going with it. Gotta mention Novitiate, which I saw at Sundance. Pretty good. That's a, that's a nun
1: movie, right? That's a nun movie. There's nuns. Talking about nun things. Although, speaking of... Uh, not being able to tell white ladies apart. I couldn't tell you who's in that cast. It's like every, young, quality. It's yeah. every young white lady. It's Diana in Agron.
2: Don't you love Diana Agron? <laughs> Actually, yeah. I
1: do love Diana
2: Agron.
3: Yes. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Melissa from, Leo. Okay. Not young, but white. Uh, yeah. Aside from the two young ladies you mentioned, though, I can't remember who else is in the cast. I think it's mostly fairly newcomers, but.
1: Well, no. You got anything else? Because I'm going to Oh, the man. Uh,
3: no, I have nothing else. I'm out of else. Uh, Liana
1: Liberato. Doesn't ring a bell. Um, she was in that movie. Uh, I think this is her. She was in the movie Trust that um, David Schwimmer directed. Oh, yeah. Right. I think that was her. Yes. Yes. Um, Julian Nicholson. We know who Julian yes. is. Yes. Right. I was thinking of the younger Yeah, way. You're right. Oh, Morgan Saylor from uh, Homeland and from uh, White Girl. News was, to me. Um, yeah. So, uh, I guess you guys just don't have your ear to the ground the way I do. Hey, I you know, right know who Margaret Qualley is. Yeah. Ashley I know what's Bell is in the movie? Sure. Sure. Yeah, Ashley Bell. Hell yeah. From uh, The Last Exorcism and from Carnage Park. Okay. Scream Queen. Yeah, Ashley Bell. Oh. Oh, okay. She doesn't scream in the movie, I don't think. Okay.
3: No, well, it's pretty overwrought. Maybe she did. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right, I guess that's all the white ladies. But there's a lot of white ladies, obviously.
3: I mean, it's a nun movie in 1963. Right. <laughs> what do you expect?
1: Yeah. Uh, I didn't see it in Sundance. I saw the other nun movie, The Little Hours. Right. Um, and uh, okay, let's move on to November then. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, are we excited for Coco, the new Pixar movie? I, sure I am so.
2: Oh man, I yeah.
3: forgot those, they had a movie. No.
2: Oh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Grinch who doesn't like Pixar, I'm so I'm over. It's fine. It.
3: Who's the famous voice cast that's going to be completely unconvincing for us? Gail
2: Garcia Bernal
3: and Benjamin Bratt. Not going to be convincing convincing
2: as what of human people (laughs) 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 gonna
3: sound like a customer service representative came to that conclusion recently all celebrity voices in anime movies sound like customer service representatives think about it
2: who are you talking to on customer service
3: (laughs) they're just very emphatic uh, Holly Hunter (laughs)
4: okay
3: (laughs) (laughs) they're very emphatic and uh, they make sure the pronunciation is very clear and there's not a lot of humanity there very very robotic so I you don't like animated films now, is what you're saying? I don't like them that just cast celebrities. Oh, okay. Give me well, a voice actor. Sure, sure. Absolutely. I so experienced with using your voice okay. to create emotion.
1: I'm generally with you. It doesn't keep me from being excited about Coco, yeah. which I'm excited about. I like the whole Day of the Dead thing. Although, wasn't there an animated Day of the Dead movie? Yeah, that? Uh, The year? Book of Life. Yeah, Guillermo
0: del Toro produced. Yeah. Although, and it's interesting, because I actually was uh, reading about certain responses about uh, Coca, uh, to Coco, uh, and someone said... Like there is there is a fence and then there was a fence at the offense. So there are people that just said, like, Pixar's just ripping off this other film. OK, so that's the first one. Uh-huh. Then there's a second one. It's just like, oh, so I'm sorry. Can there not be two Day of the Dead films? <laughs> I think I'm with that second person. Yeah. yeah. yeah second one's like, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so I'm trying to think of now. I'm trying to think of like celebrities that I think did a, uh, Albert Brooks, Albert Brooks. And Final you know what? Yeah, that was fine. I'll say, uh, Ed Asner fun. in up, I think does a pretty good job. That was fine. So, so
1: middle aged <laughs> who cannot hide uh, their roughness. Yeah, yeah. I think are pretty good. Um, I'm pretty excited for people to catch up with Mudbound, the movie that I saw. Yeah, the totally. And liked quite a bit. I liked it too. Um, yeah, I think it's currently probably still in my top ten of the year so far. I imagine once I get through this, uh, you know, barrage of movies in the next few months, it might fall out of the top ten. But uh, Mudbound is uh, D. Reese's new movie. It's about a. Uh, it takes place in the 1930s. Is that right? Um,
3: I believe so. I've maybe even 20s, because I feel okay. like they're coming back from World War. No, they're coming off from World War
1: II. Okay, so it's the 40s. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a white family from a southern city buys a farm out in the... I can't remember what state it's in, but... A, a Muddy State. a Muddy State. Yes. And living on the farm is a family of black sharecroppers who essentially, once they buy the property, they become essentially, I guess, like employees, yeah. right, of the white family. And so the movie is a, is a movie about two families. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had not seen much acting work from Mary J. Blige. I remember when she played herself on Entourage. Um, <laughs> but uh, she's, uh, I'm going to use it like sort of corny uh, critics word, but I would say Mary J. Blige is a revelation in this movie.
3: Yeah, she's very good. And the movie takes, some inter- takes that premise in very interesting directions. I feel like they've done a good job of not tipping their hat to that mm-hmm. in terms of selling the movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Thor Ragnarok the new takeaway. cautiously key. optimistic so. this as is always um,
2: happens. With Marvel for those following along at home. This is Idris Elba film. Number two of three.
1: <laughs> oh, so uh, he, right. This is his
2: yes. Just keeps character? guarding that gate. Keeps guarding it. Yeah. Uh,
1: I am, I am,
0: here's why I'm optimistic. Here's why I'm genuinely optimistic about it. Although I'm open to being disappointed, <laughs> <laughs> which I guess is kind of a theme in my life at the moment. Um, <laughs> So Marvel, yes, they they sand the rough edges off. But they do seem, in the last few years, to be willing to take a couple more risks, at least visually. I think Doctor Strange has a lot of stuff and some some sensibilities that, at the very least, play with the standard formula of a superhero movie. Uh, and then I think, though I don't, there's not a lot in, Ant- in Ant-Man that I like, Again, the action sensibilities of it yeah. are actually quite creative and fun, and I think this one it definitely the the tone of it feels different. At least I hope it does. Uh, and so, so I'm I'm optimistic. I feel like no. I think knowing that the movies are going to. Make a fair amount of money. <laughs> I think they're willing to allow the directors to take a little bit more risk—not a lot, but a little bit. Yeah.
3: The one thing I can't figure out with these movies is, is the muted color palette that they've used on everything for the last few years. It just looks ugly. This one seems looks pretty vital. Yeah. I think. I, this one looks like it might be pushing things a little bit better, but vibrant it really is came. What in, I meant? What uh, vibrant uh, is yes. what I meant? Sorry. Uh, it, it really came into. No, f- I think I heard vibrant. I think my mind. Oh, was yeah. After seeing Spider-Man: Homecoming, though, like so much yeah. that movie takes place at night, and you just can't tell what's going on. Mm. Yeah. yeah,
0: that climax is—it's it's, a mess. It's incomprehensible. Mess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, as a, but you know what? Guardians 2 actually had some nice uh, visual uh, yeah. elements yeah, to it that was as well. Pretty so, solid. so yeah, I'm. Uh, my hope is that, like, kind of as they go more cosmic. Yeah, I yeah.
2: guess they're they tend to be, a better
0: better end. be more, more.
3: I think fun. that's.
2: I think they realized you know the second Thor movie was like so serious for a lot of it and I think they realize that like Thor is inherently kind of ridiculous yeah and they're leaning into that and I'm like that is correct
0: and so. if it weren't for the success of the Guardians movies I think they'd probably still be going with serious Thor yeah right
3: so. well and he's a little goofier in the Avengers movies and people tend right. to respond to that
1: so yes. they probably noticed that as well yes. and also the,
2: when has when has watching Cape Blanchett ever been a waste of anyone's time
1: it's true um, I haven't seen a Thor movie se- since the first one. I remember the Kenneth Branagh stuff being both serious, but also not having that dull color palette. But this was
3: this was this like this pre-Disney. Yeah, Marvel. this was like their third movie too. Yeah, yeah. it was a,
1: it was a Paramount release. I believe. Yeah,
3: they're still shooting on film.
1: Uh, yeah, um, hmm. but uh, yeah, I, w- I guess I wish uh, Disney would let them let Kenneth Branagh get back in there and make it a a big lush, uh, you know psycho Shakespearean (laughs) uh, psychedelic thing. All right, um, moving on to another great movie uh, from Sundance, Call Me By Your Name, the new Luca Guadagnino Uh, uh, movie. It's terrific.
2: I can't deal with how much you guys are just talking about how great it is. (laughs) Every now
3: and again, I'll just mention to her, uh, Call Me By Your Name is pretty great. And
2: I'm just (laughs) like, put me in cryosate until it comes out. It's all I want from this life.
1: November 24th. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it stars... um, uh, Armie Army Hammer, Hammer and Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Is that and Michael say? Stuhlbarg. Uh, and Michael Stuhlbarg. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a sort of, uh, it's, I guess it's reductive to say it's a gay coming of age romance, but I guess that's, if you're going to put it in a, like yeah. Netflix category, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also, you know, it skirts some of the uncomfortable age, I think. Yeah. It's issues. interesting. They're supposed it's to be bit. closer in age than they appear to be.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, which is a little hard to get over, but he get, I got over it pretty yeah, quickly, me too. especially because um,
1: to be frank, the sex scenes are super hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, but I've seen like, uh, it was something that I got over very quickly in the movie because yeah. I think the movie makes army hammer, you know, uh, makes it clear He's a college student, right. so it's he's younger. He, he's um, actually not that old. Yeah.
2: No, I
3: know, but he reads it's, older than he then. sure yeah. How is old is Especially, Timothy well,
2: Chalamet still, um, supposed
3: to be? I forgot to mention he's still
0: wearing the age makeup from J Edgar. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh boy! Oh, right. And like the end of J Edgar, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <Brad laughs> it was like that Twilight Zone. They took it off, but yeah. his face <laughs> <and he> had <laughs> it to it. Uh, um,
3: I think Tony Chalamet is supposed to be like seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's it's wonderful. I forgot. What I was going to say something else about it, but uh, I really liked it. Um, uh, oh yeah, just I've seen people like I was saying I had forgotten about it, and then I've seen people as trailers are coming out being like, right. uh, this is gross." Like, uh, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is there is an age difference." It's a little. Um, but Timothy Chalamet, by the way, was in uh, Miss Julie. Not Miss, Julie Stevens. Uh, Miss Stevens. Miss um, Stevens, directed by Julia. Hart. I'm Miss Julie. Um, <laughs> and so was Jessica Chastain, right? Or was that Elizabeth? That Banks? was yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, but Timothy Chalamet was great in this Stevens, um, and uh, I feel like I got it on the ground floor on, on this on this kid. By Timothy Stevens. Chalamet, hipster over here. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so this is something that occurs to me from time to time. Yeah. Uh, call me by your name as a title. Yeah. It's a good title. It is. Odd sentiment unless well, like I think it's you the title
3: the of
2: the book
0: yeah okay yeah.
3: but yeah, if it it that helps I don't think that changes titles oh, it, right. it comes up in yeah. the drama of the movie okay. and yeah, it gets like very effectively titled okay
0: yeah. so like if I said hey David call me by your name from now on <laughs> yeah. that'd be weird it'd be David and David <laughs> yes so I guess I'll have to wait and see but you what if don't. he
2: yeah. says the same thing to you
0: yeah yeah I mean spoiler alert that's what happens in uh, the
2: it'll be like
3: Persona you guys will just switch lives right yeah
0: I remember, um, I remember once, uh, cause I had seen persona as a function of uh, movie night. Uh, right. Josh had, had shown it. And I remember the way he described it once. It was, Josh, you know, Long, front of the Josh Long, sorry. Uh, and he, he said, you know, it's all about like, why am I me and not you? And I remember being like, I, I don't know, Josh. It's, <laughs> cause it's just the way things fucking turned out. All right. <laughs> 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 so, cause like, I remember, um, and I remember Colin Marshall also used to do a lot of that like I remember it was, right. a, it was a, like a party of yours where he was there with his uh, then girlfriend it's me. Uh, I David yes sorry we're not um, all just shooting the shit here <laughs> hey it's here. so casual <laughs> you know I forget yeah. um, and uh, Colin was talking we were talking about movies and good and he goes he goes you know he goes but when you think about like what is it like what is a bad movie and I was like it's a movie that's not good <laughs> Colin <laughs> come on man like we're having a conversation here yeah so but uh look I recognize we can be academic it's fun yeah. but at the same time it's also really fun to just cut through the bullshit yeah so. but had
1: Colin had had Colin not yet seen my week with Marilyn Maybe that's the problem. (laughs) Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Moving on to Zack Snyder's Justice Justice League. Sorry.
2: I keep forgetting that's so soon. I know, I keep forgetting it exists. We're still all basking in the Wonder Woman afterglow.
0: That's true. And there's a, and Joss Whedon took over uh, for a good portion of it,
3: right? Enough to
2: get a writer's credit, so that's 30% or more.
3: Not necessarily. That's if it's arbitrated. If everyone in the production just agrees he should get a
0: writer's credit, it can be hmm, one line, you know? I guess it never hurts to have the, the name yeah. Joss Whedon fit well, yeah. maybe now.
2: But I had, I had <laughs> heard that he was doing a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it does seem that way. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see it because
3: I feel like I fucking have to. Yeah. Even as someone who liked Batman v. Superman and loved Wonder Woman,
0: I'm having a hard time rousing enthusiasm for this. There are a couple things here and there from the trailer. Yes, I'm kind of a sucker for that. I'm rich line. I right. Think, I think Ben Affleck delivers it well. Yeah. And I like f-
3: everything he does. I do really like Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah. So that's that is a
1: draw. All okay, right. um, A Bad Mom's Christmas. I never saw the first Bad Mom. I missed it. Uh, Last Flag Flying is a new Richard Linklater movie starring Steve Carell, Brian Cranston, and Lawrence Fishburne as Vietnam vets.
2: And it's a sequel to yeah. The Last Detail. That's right, yes. Oh, I was,
1: So it's I those
2: three actors. So The Last Details movie from 1973 by yeah. Hal Ashby. A great movie. A great movie starring, I'm going to forget one of them, but Jack Nicholson, Dennis Quaid. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, and... <laughs> Another person. Yeah. Um, So basically, this is a sequel to that starring Lawrence Fishburne, Steve Carell, and Brian Cranston as the same characters all those years later. And apparently, the reason that Linklater Linklater? Um, said he wanted to make this is because he was making Everybody Wants Some, and in the process of doing that, he was hanging out with a lot of his old baseball buddies from college, Hmm. and he was interested to see how after all those years in between some things change in the group dynamic and some things didn't and he wanted to kind of explore that on a larger canvas so that's why he decided to make that so I'm into it
3: yeah that's a good premise still has Bryan Cranston in it so it's a little yeah, yeah. A little
2: hesitant
1: yeah I feel like we've had these
3: conversations several times on the podcast yeah. a little hesitant
1: yeah. and Steve Carell prettiest also super hesitant about the man who invented Christmas in which Dan Stevens plays Charles Dickens (laughs) I just saw Christopher Plummer plays Ebenezer I'm
2: just sad because Mm -hmm. Dan Stevens is very good looking and keeps putting on these stupid wigs (laughs) and I just can't with it
1: yeah did anyone but me the the subject did anyone see the movie where Ray Fiennes played Charles Dickens
2: Oh, uh, the in- invisible in- woman. I think
1: that's what it was called. It wasn't a great movie. It's a great performance. He, okay. he directed. That's right. The, the movie, and he's terrific in the movie. It's not that good overall. Mm. Uh, I don't know where Dan Stevens is obviously playing a. Charles Dickens at a younger age than Ray Fiennes did,
2: with more hair. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. That's how you know he's younger. Yes. <laughs> That's movie parlance
0: for he's younger. <laughs> yes. Uh, and if he coughs, that means he's going to die of cancer. Right. Yes. Um,
2: or consumption. Or as yes. The case, yes. Maybe. Uh
0: TB yep. as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's.
0: I saw. I just on Facebook saw like uh, an odd advertisement for this film, which uh, Christopher Plummer is like talking to me. Uh, and describing okay. the movie, and I was like, I haven't seen this since like a Christian film. <laughs> uh, they do that a lot. Oh, okay. Um, and so uh, it sounded, you know, maybe not. in Well, it sounds interesting. I don't know sure. how good it sounds, but it sounds interesting. And I, was, hey, Christopher Plummer as Ebenezer Scrooge. You could do worse than that. That's yeah. true. In fact,
1: I would prefer just
2: yeah, a of a Christmas. Yeah. I would
0: say the same thing. Christopher Plummer.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, my friend Dahmer, which is about yep. a like, teenage Jeffrey Dahmer. Sure is. Yeah. Isn't this based on a comic book?
2: Yeah, a graphic so, novel,
1: yeah, but a, gra- a graphic novel a memoir. It was actually right. It was actually written by someone who was yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, was, who went to high school. with yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I uh, I'm intrigued by it. I just
3: hope it doesn't get into that thing where he's like constantly seen like with a knife, just like in the corner, <laughs> and like yeah. all these like foreshadowing <laughs> things. You're like, I'm gonna kill someone someday. Yeah.
1: I hope so too. Uh, Roman Israel Esquire is the new movie from uh, Dan Gilroy. All Just your guys' favorite right guy, Scott's favorite movie, Nightcrawler. Just everyone loves Dan
3: Gilroy. Uh, I, I mean, love, I love Nightcrawler. it has Denzel compared.
2: Washington. Can you be too mad about that? I do love me even some though Denzel. he's wearing these ridiculous glasses. Like they released these this key art, he's wearing these huge glasses and being completely overwhelmed by a stack of books. And I'm like, is this like his first day of high school? What is this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like I like dorky. <laughs>
2: what what's the press when else has he been dorky? Like I'm trying to well, I don't like know think
1: Dorky is the word but like I, I'm, like in the Manchurian candidate, he's kind of like yeah. uh, I don't want to say like neutered maybe is the word to to use. Yeah, and I also brought like, up well, He's like, such a virile actor to right. see him be kind of like hesitant and uh, you know unsure of himself. In the taking Pelham oh, remakes is yeah, a bit of that, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a movie that I
0: don't think is that particularly good, but I do think about it a lot. Interesting. I love the first one, obviously, right. but, uh, but there are elements, and I think Denzel is a big part of it, and I remember really like James Gandalf. Movie. I mean, of course. Um, but uh, I don't think it's a movie I'll ever watch again, though. Yeah. Maybe if, that's one, maybe if I were to watch it again, I'd stop thinking <laughs> yeah. about it. But anyway,
1: sorry. Right. Okay, so we've had Wonder Woman. We've talked about Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Now we've got Wonder. Right. Directed by Steven Chbosky, who made The Perks of Being a Wallflower and starring Jacob Tremblay and Julia Roberts
2: and Owen Wilson
1: and Owen Wilson I saw the trailer and couldn't believe it was a real movie
2: (laughs) so it's funny you should mention that because it was originally going to come out in April and then it just tested off the charts so they moved it into award season I don't know if that was a good idea
3: (laughs) the old people in the audience could not wait for this movie
0: when the trailer showed, so here's a along those lines. As long as we're uh, being superior to old people, let's <laughs> let's keep that going. So I uh, over the summer I interned with uh, Stephen Farber for his real talk with Stephen right. Farber series at the landmark here in Los Angeles, and uh, by his own admission, the uh, the audience is predominantly older, uh, and he was very very right uh, <laughs> when I when I first showed up, and at the end of the series, everybody votes on like their three favorite movies and the movie that he and I predicted would be their favorite is also the one that we thought I didn't, I, sorry, I was out of town. I didn't see the film, but I had heard so many terrible things about it and he didn't really like it that much at all. Uh, which was the only, was it the only living boy in New York? Mm -hmm. And that won by a wide margin, (laughs) which was really unfortunate because there were some really great movies, but he said like, yeah, they just don't really like being challenged that yeah. much.
2: I mean, that being said, though, wouldn't they still see it in April? I feel like they're chasing a different demographic if they're pushing it in this prime. Well, real I state. wonder if.
1: Well, especially as the academy has gotten younger. Uh,
3: yeah, right? yeah, but I also wonder if they tested it with old people and it tested really well, and they didn't think
0: it through from there.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, could be, could be. Well, it's uh,
0: so. Uh, what's it about? So doesn't Jacob Tremblay play like a kid who has? scars or something yeah Uh, yeah, he
2: basically has like facial disfigurement and it's I think he was homeschooled for a while but it's about him starting at like a real school and he's ostracized and bullied but his parents try to help him through it
0: I like Jacob Tremblay I mean I haven't Mm -hmm. seen him in much but I remember loving him in Room and I feel like his scenes are probably going to be pretty solid but I feel like a script like that could just be so incredibly obvious that's the way it looks it's unfortunate
1: so, um, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Now I'm kind of excited for, oh, yeah. well, not that anyone is asking anyone to choose sides, but I'm more of a John Michael McDonough guy than a Martin McDonough guy. And this is a Martin McDonough film. Also, I don't Did know you ever it bothers me, but Ebbing, Missouri is not a real place. Like,
2: I kind of like that.
1: Okay. It's a state
2: of mind. <laughs>
3: Did you ever right. see In Bruges, though? I, feel uh, like I in- never saw In Bruges. Yeah, well, so that's then, why you're not then, a Mark yeah. Because I saw Seven made. Psychopaths, yeah. and
1: yeah. I really, really didn't like Seven Psychopaths. It's not great. In Bruges um, is in Bruges, pretty great. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, uh, not, and I, not that I'm, i I do hope to see it someday. I'll get around to it someday, <laughs> yeah. but um, the guard and, and Calvary are both Uh, wonderful movies Calvary especially even though I bought the Blu-ray because I was like I love this movie so much and I can never seem to find myself in the mood (laughs) to sit through Calvary again because it is a tough fucking sit but uh, it's also super funny Um, but uh, anyway we're not talking about John McMuchadon here um, we're, we're talking, talking about, about Francis McDormand exactly. we're
2: talking about Francis McDormand and a great cast all around right.
1: but it's, it's any movie that's Wilson? any movie
0: that's based Stan around Rocko. her is going to be fine yeah.
2: yeah and I feel like she's probably going to win a lot of awards which is great but I also feel like this may be overanalyzing but I feel like when women win awards for that kind of performance part of me can't help but feel that it's coming from a sexist place. Like, oh my God, look at that woman. She's swearing. Isn't that outrageous? Like, I just feel like... The trailer
3: really leans into it and makes me a little skeptical about the movie. I'm just trusting McDonough to actually have something else going on. I'm
2: trusting it to be good, but I feel like, unfortunately, that's why a lot of those performances get Oh, yeah, no, I'm agreeing
3: with you. Yeah, I'm saying that they're clearly selling it that way because they know it appeals to people.
2: Yeah, and it's like, look, if she's going to get more awards for it, that's great. I just feel like... I wonder if people are viewing it through that lens, and that's kind of a bummer.
0: I wonder if it's it's interesting. It, it could be going with uh, assuming that what you're saying is is correct. It could be sexist. It could also be a little bit ageist because it's always like old oh, people swearing. Right. Right, are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, so it could be that as well. But mm-hmm. I've heard great things about her. I've heard really great things about Sam Rockwell mm-hmm. uh, and the cast all around delivering lines by that writer. I think is exciting to me.
1: Okay. Um, what about uh, speaking of distinctive writers uh, Molly's Game is Aaron Sorkin's directorial yeah. debut Boy. this is
2: Idris Elba three of three for those <laughs> okay. keeping up with that
1: um, it's also that uh, hateful Jessica Chastain <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you'll get yours Chastain <laughs> oh. she
2: came into <laughs> our That's office once t-shirt idea. and yeah. was the most angelic wonderful human of being course. I've ever met by the way of Just course. putting that up flanked
0: there. by people I would assume uh, no. Um,
1: oh, by herself. Interesting.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> Did she Clearly not going to drink it that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, you know. I go back and forth on Aaron Zorkin. I'm a huge fan of some of his, uh, some of his stuff. Uh, movies, he's like A Few Good Men and The American President and The West Wing and to some extent Sports Night, uh, which hasn't aged that well. Um, but I also, I'm also not sure he's a guy that I want to have a camera what's the movie about again so uh, it's that, that's what i to say. that's the thing i'm excited okay. about. it's this
2: crazy story so this woman it's a true story she was like the eighth best skier in the world got an injury couldn't do that anymore made the natural progression to start running high stakes poker games all right and became she had like the biggest underground poker game in the country and then got was being like chased by the fbi or something I'm on board. Yeah.
1: I'm and in. Also, I don't know if this is going to make the movie, but in her, like, her autobiography or whatever that she wrote, uh, um, a few stories about Toby Maguire being a complete fucking monster. <laughs> I don't know if you've read about oh, it. Oh, I really hope that's uh, Oh, I hope he plays himself. Uh, be yeah. Because so apparently funny. he's a big poker player and he yeah. plays right. over games and there's just stories about it, just him just being such a shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here's my thing. I feel like the absolute worst thing that could happen to an Aaron Sorkin screenplay is to have him direct it. I think he does... like think of the stuff that he has written that we all like the most. Yeah. It is a very disciplined director and totally. one who is not prone to going off on flights of fancy. Uh not to say that they are incredibly grounded or anything like that, but I do think that, you know, his uh, Sorkin's prose is often very high-minded and you need somebody to kind of pull that down and he won't. Yeah. And so I feel like it's it could be Absolutely insufferable. That's even sort of if friend. even if it's a good story, I think the exception of that is
3: the direction on the West Wing, especially Tommy ShlaMi, sure. um, who could tap into like this kernel of like emotion and earnestness that drove a lot of those speeches
1: and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but but that Rob, takes a, Rob Reiner did that. Oh, I've never people. actually never seen A Few Good Men um, and American, American President, President is also. Yeah. Rob oh, Reiner, I, I haven't seen that. Is, so that 13. There's a lot of magic. There's a lot of right. you know, old Hollywood type of magic in those movies. And that requires a certain type of touch that
3: I
0: don't know a first time director would necessarily yeah. have. And I think it requires uh, very disciplined actors. And I yeah. think the West Wing benefited from a really great cast right. that all seemed to get together and say, all right, look, we recognize we're all written exactly the same, right? OK, <laughs> let's try. Let's all make a pact here to differentiate ourselves in our performances, uh, which is that's one of the things that gets me about Sports nights. I feel like they don't mm. do that quite mm. enough. Um,
1: but yeah so who's
0: who's in this aside from Idris uh, Jessica,
2: Jessica Chastain Jessica, is Jessica Chastain
0: okay yeah. that's right
1: Jerk okay. um, speaking of jerks uh, Mel Gibson's bad we're all okay with Mel Gibson <laughs> apparently he's in Daddy Daddy's Home 2 um, look I've said before I believe in forgiveness and i do not necessarily need to go see Daddy's Home too. well you never yeah. saw the
3: first one so how
1: you ever it won't keep make how sense? do you know
0: <laughs> I'm fairly sure you
1: never saw the first no, one. I never saw the first
0: one. Yeah, that's the thing. My forgiveness can extend to uh, Apocalypto. I yeah. think it might run out around Danny's <laughs> home, too.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, okay, I mentioned Florida Project being very high on my most anticipated list. Right up there with it is Lady Bird. Yes. Which is Greg Gerwig's right. directorial debut starring Saoirse Ronan.
2: Oh. Yeah, and it I, is I like it. I oh, it is loosely um, autobiographical of Greta Gerwig's own life um, the buzz out of Telluride is huge perhaps even hyperbolic they're like right. it's gonna win all the Oscars and I'm like you're overestimating their investment in female stories um, <laughs> but I yeah I'm very excited good combo and she
3: apparently directed a good portion of Frances Ha right um, that she is I guess expressed some bitterness about not being credited for but anyway mm. that's encouraging yeah yeah, Francis was
2: great, and it also has um, Laurie Metcalf oh, um, yes. as the character's mother, oh. and
0: yeah, I like both of those. Yeah. I like, I, I think Sarah Sharonin is marvelous, mm-hmm. um, and then Laurie Metcalf is someone I haven't seen in the movie in a long time, but I remember really... I like her yeah, a what lot.
1: She, well, I know she's she's a. Recurring on The Big Bang Theory, I don't know if you know that she plays All right. Sheldon's mother on The Big Bang yeah, Theory. Which she's been doing a lot of. Seen in hotel rooms.
2: She's been doing a lot of theater. I know she was on Broadway, and I actually saw her in a play in L.A. a couple years ago, yeah. um, where she played opposite a man pretending to be an ape, um, <laughs> okay. and just killed it. So. Yeah.
1: She, uh, going back like 10 years, she used to see comedy shows at the UCB theater a lot. I oh, to, that's awesome. I used to see her at the UCB. That's great. Uh, fairly often. Did we I'm, have the, um, did we
0: have the podcast going at that point? Because that's <laughs> yeah. unforgivable that you yeah. did not tell her that she I, needed to be I on. can't do that. You know, you know me. I, I don't have that in me.
3: I'm glad this uh, year are thing's working out. I know you guys aren't the biggest fans of Entolement, but that's a pretty striking. She's good. Announcement it, yeah. to the world. No. Uh, and she's just kept on being great. Keeps riding that train. Yeah, you, yeah. You'd expect her to peter out at some point, but she's still
0: great. Mm-hmm. And effortlessly so. Like, there's yeah. like there's something so fascinating about her performance in Brooklyn, which is my favorite movie of that year, that she just has this quality to her that she's incredibly watchable. And sometimes, like in Hannah, she can be very intense, but right. other times, like, no, I'm going to be
1: light as a feather.
3: Yeah, she's very charming.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, speaking of Oscar Buzz, uh, Gary, Gold- Gary Oldman plays Winston Churchill in Darkest Hour. Oh. Joe Wright baby it's a movie I'm in can't wait I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or No I not. love
3: Joe Wright I
2: assure you he's not
3: And uh, this has been also getting Very heavy buzz People are really into yeah, this movie Which
2: so. I was interested to see Because it looked kind of like Generic British yeah, totally. white guy biopic But like yeah. It premiered at Telluride People are very very into it Very into Gary Oldman So yeah. Yeah.
1: It does seem like a Living <laughs> Awards campaign <laughs>
3: just, I know yeah. But all Joe Wright's movies Seem that way They've all been great, I don't I don't except lie. for Pan.
1: Uh, I didn't see Pan. Well, I, you know, I liked Pride and Prejudice just fine. Yeah, Pride and Prejudice is like, great. I didn't like Atonement. I never saw him. Well, and I Anna great. Pound. I like how much he completely
0: undercut the award stuff with Anna Karenina, which yeah. I absolutely yeah. adore. It's yeah, that's um, his
1: best movie oh, easily. Yeah. I like, yeah. uh, I think I, I liked, liked Anna Karenina more than I didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, if I remember correctly, I think <laughs> it's, I, it's a big win. I guess it hasn't stuck that well in my memory, right, but okay. I think I remember thinking, well, and that was like. Gleason is in that, right? Oh, yeah. probably. And that he was is. like before he was, yeah, a guy I, in I, yeah, um, Anna Karenina. Yeah,
2: I think um, Alicia Vikander is in it as well. She is. Yeah,
1: but I already seen her in a Royal Affair. I was <laughs> well, much <okay>. like <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Uh, yeah. She's old, she's old <laughs> news by I early
2: adopter. I was <laughs>
1: on the Alicia Vikander uh, train pretty early. But Gleason I was, uh, yeah, right. that. And then he was in um, the uh, the aforementioned Calvary, right? Um, where he doesn't play Brendan Gleeson's son. Right. <laughs> but he is in it. Seems uh, like he an also, oversight. <laughs> <laughs> he was also in an episode of Black Mirror, the original. Uh, oh, okay. Um,
0: well, and he was in uh, a couple of the later Harry Potter movies. Playing oh, that's right. Bill Weasley. Yes, that's right. But, uh, okay. yeah. So about Gary Oldman, <laughs> um, obviously a wonderful actor, but as we also, as I have said before, it bothers me. And I think I've said it before with Scott here mm-hmm. for some reason. um, it's uh, when I say for some reason I mean I don't know why we keep inviting him back. Yeah, fair um Yeah, it If somebody wants to gain weight for a role, go get him. And if people want to want to award uh, reward that with an nom- an Oscar nomination or something, absolutely. Go get him. It does bother me when I feel I feel kind of similar to like when Anthony Hopkins wore a, a fat suit, but I felt slightly better about it because he's not rail thin the way Gary Oldman is. And just feels like there are so many, there are actors that fit the role better physically. Right. And it just, it felt like, yes, yes, yes. But you don't understand, Tyler. Those are fat guys. <laughs> No, no. We like to reward good-looking people. <laughs> Marty was a long time ago, and uh, we don't like to do that. So we're going to award this uh, very charismatic, well-known uh, star, and we'll just put a fat suit on him, and then it will be acceptable that he is fat, because he can just take that off, and it's it's better. It bothers me. So clearly, it bothers me a lot. No, I do hear where you're coming from. Um like, I, I would not make the... Uh, I wouldn't make, like, the blackface uh, argument that's ridiculous, but I think But this
1: it does seem similar to... I think we talked before, to yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. of cis actors playing trans characters. Sure. Uh, you know, the difference...
0: And, you know, I'll be the first one to say it, because I've got a bit of a spare tire uh, on... You know, so I can... I'll speak for... More of you to love. Uh, <laughs> really? I view it very differently. <laughs> um, so... Uh, yeah, uh, So I'll speak for the, the, the overweight out there. So like I do recognize that, yes, it is a different situation when like you can lose weight. Mm-hmm. You know, most people can. Uh, it could be like a glandular thing, but like you can do that. Uh, and so I do recognize that in many ways my being overweight is a choice. It's one that I regret making every single day of my life. But uh, mm-hmm. so that's the thing is like, it just feels like so I recognize it's not exactly the same. But it is bothersome to me that they went with a wonderful actor who I yeah. no doubt will—I have no doubt who will yeah. play the part great. But you at the same Mark time, he's like,
1: just sitting there. He's
0: just, just sitting the there, just waiting. <laughs> they got Brian Cox in a bad one earlier this year. You know, they've already tapped Brendan Gleeson. They've already tapped Albert Finney. But yeah, he's right there. Just waiting. Uh, no, uh, Tom Wilkinson. He could do it. That's true. And they already got uh, Timothy Spall as well. So yeah. They are running out, admittedly. <laughs> but uh, but it also it has to be of a certain age. Thing. They have to be of a certain age, yes. Um, so it's, it's a thing that uh, that upsets me.
1: Uh, next up is a movie that I feel like film Twitter and liberal Twitter is telling me I should be up in arms about, not okay. literally. Well, that's uh, a thing they tend to say. I, but I'm secretly kind of looking forward to Eli Roth's Death, Death Wish remake. <laughs> I don't uh, know, man. I saw the trailer, and that looks rough. I haven't seen the trailer, but um, it's written by Joe Carnahan. Uh, okay. It stars Bruce Willis, whom I like when he tries. I don't think he's going to try. It does not um, look like he's trying. That's unfortunate. He has
2: no incentive to try. Yeah. yeah.
1: And Eli Roth is the guy that I still I, I feel like I'm hanging on to the fact that I liked Cabin Fever, and I liked Hostel, and I feel like I want him to get back to making movies that are you know, brutal, but also there's a sense of like fun, like prankish fun. You know, to to his to his better movies. I'm not sure he's made one like that in a while. <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm not sure this will be it.
0: Yeah, I don't think Death wish has ever had the prankish fun. It's been like kind of this
1: vindicated thing, yeah, but I mean, that's it's always true. been very serious. Yeah, I wish it were a little more of a tongue in cheek. You know, yeah. vigilante murder movie. <laughs> uh, that, but yeah, maybe maybe this is just an, uh, uh, an, uh, an occasion or, or, or uh, an example of me. You know, I've already like projected a movie in my head that right. I want to no. see, and I'm going to go see it, and it's not going to be anything like uh, what I want it to be. When is the last time Bruce
0: Willis tried? 2012, definitely Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise Kingdom yeah. and yeah. Looper, I think. That's right. Yeah. That was the that's the same year. same year. So I think 20. So five years. It's been five years since he tried. Yep. Okay. But he did very
1: well in both of those. He has been in a lot of movies since then. So who's to say? Yeah. yeah he's
2: churning them <laughs> yeah. out.
1: Yeah. Once upon a time in Venice. Yep. Sure.
2: First Kill.
1: I don't even even know what that is. No,
2: they just... I think it's like a thing where they just make them just for DVD in foreign markets Mm -hmm. now. I think some of these
3: he also turns up in for, like, a couple scenes.
0: Sure. And that's the end of his involvement. I was watching... uh, uh, I occasionally watch stuff on uh, Red Letter Media, uh, and they were talking about, I think, the most recent Die Hard film, and they showed, like, footage of him at a, like, press junket, you know, and just... uh, And he that's the thing if you think he's not trying on the screen (laughs) Uh him having to promote this shit is astonishing
1: is he like like, uh, you won't know this reference like Marshawn Lynch at the the media day before the Super Bowl boy I don't know literally football players have to be they get fined if they don't participate in media day so Marshawn answered every question with I'm just here so I won't get fined yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great video if you kinda,
2: it I kind of respect that yeah, yeah.
1: I wish it were that Yeah, <laughs> no, it's just like he's he goes, not that
0: clever <laughs> yeah he's just like yeah, John McClane is just uh, you know just trouble finds him. He's just he's just a <laughs> that's a pretty good it. Bruce Willis. Oh, thank you. I didn't intend to uh, do a Bruce Willis. I was trying to match his level of almost well, dead in doing so. <laughs> yeah. So you have met yeah, recent stripped myself of any charisma I might have, and then I arrive at uh, modern Bruce Willis. But uh, yeah, and then there was another one where he was like. Uh, he was being interviewed for Red 2 and the person's like (laughs) by like a British reporter who's very uh, excitable he's like do you (laughs) you think there'll be a Red 3 (laughs) you know and he's like he goes I wouldn't rule it out
4: (laughs) 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 he does not care at all.
1: (laughs) Uh, all right, let's move on to a movie that I couldn't be less interested in it's called The Current War so you're Oh yeah! Benedict Cumberbatch returning to imitation game mode, right. playing a genius. He's playing Thomas Edison, from the director of Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. <laughs> yep. Oh boy! Yeah. Who's, who plays?
2: Uh, so this is Edison versus Tesla,
1: right? Yeah. Um, no, versus George Westinghouse. Oh, uh, sorry. Okay. Uh, played by Michael Shannon. Oh,
2: th- all right. Wait. I thought Michael Shannon dropped out. I, I oh, know that was another one that would, hey, they were silently this,
1: <laughs> this is from two or three weeks ago. Here. Oh uh, uh, well, then that's probably. Yeah, the movie more come out for a while. <laughs> that's how they make movies, right? They start shooting, <laughs> in, yeah, like a couple weeks. Yeah. When yeah. I was a
3: kid, I used to think the movies on TV were being shot in real time. And that's why they had longer commercial breaks because it took so much that's time
1: funny. to set up. I, when I was a kid, I very, very similarly thought that when you listened to the radio, people were in the studio like right. performing the songs. Sometimes My dad used to say that are. too.
0: Yeah. Wow, <laughs> you guys are dumb kids. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, you know it's interesting because I'm sure the movie is going to be who cares. But, okay, uh, but Tesla is
1: a character in the movie uh, played by JD Salinger himself, Nicholas Holt.
2: <laughs> it also has Catherine Waterston in it. Yeah, I
1: like her and Tom Holland.
2: Yeah. Spider-Man.
1: Okay. And Tuppence Middleton.
0: Oh, that's fun the most British name in the world um,
4: Benedict oh, Cumberbatch it's, it's, the it's between British the two names. yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, together or less so yeah it's uh, we worked together before <laughs> <laughs> it's not that big a country <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the
0: I'm sure the, the story is one I'm always interested in but I feel like yes it's very Oscar Beatty and yeah no thank you and me and Earl the dying girl was not good, good. no nope. I did not
1: see it uh, we mentioned Kenneth Branagh before um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm intrigued by murder on the Orient Express. I am press. excited. Yes. I think like a lot of people in the world I'm, I've had my fill of Johnny Depp and I kind of a part of me wishes somewhere else, someone else were in the movie but, but I oh, feel like there's but, enough uh, people drowning
2: him out <laughs> I was gonna, right literally well yeah, yeah there, I mean there's Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> yeah um, Daisy Ridley yeah um, I, I think maybe yeah, Josh Gad is in yeah. it sorry I know will yeah, I, I don't be have a problem with
1: Josh Gad I don't think well yeah. he does So.
3: Uh, Judy Dench Judy yeah. Dench uh, isn't is Angelina Jolie in it
2: yeah um I don't remember. Or was she just attached at one point? I don't remember.
0: Yeah, I don't recall, but...
3: Uh, it has but yeah, more I, stars
2: than there are in the heavens, I'll tell you that.
0: I recently rewatched uh, the original, and so I was looking at the cast and comparing yeah. it and being like, oh, this is, this is some really interesting uh, casting choices. And uh, David, don't you worry about that Johnny Depp.
2: Okay. Um, and what? it was uh, shot on 65 entirely, yeah, I cool. think. He got, Terrible like, the last thing. four 65-millimeter cameras in existence. Because he's mm. like, I'm Kenneth Branagh, so. Yeah, I
3: hope they show it that way in L.A. I'm excited. Right. I think so. And then he ritualistically threw
0: them off a cliff. When we were done.
2: <laughs> that, right. Yes. While, like,
0: like, screaming. I
2: believe so, yes. Damn you! <laughs> uh,
0: I'm interested also to see his performance. Sure. Oh, totally. Yeah, um, yeah. You know. Like that character is so ridiculous and over the top that but it looks like he's actually playing him a bit muted, mm. like the fact that his mustache is big and ostentatious but not silly right i don't know I feel like that's
2: it's a tasteful oh,
1: mustache sure <laughs> it's a tasteful giant mustache. <laughs> Um, first Julie, then Scott. What else do you have for November? Well, I got nothing. November.
2: So um, I have a couple um, things. Uh, so on November 10th, we have Thelma, which is Norway's official Oscar submission, and the newest film from probably going to say this wrong, Joachim Trier. Um, Who did
3: Also, uh, or I can't o- remember.
2: Yeah, I think also Og- August 31st, That's and one. more recently, Louder Than Bombs, Both which was pretty very good. good. Um, this is nothing like that.
1: Louder
2: Bombs. Um, it's quite good. It's pretty. Mm. good. Good. It was, it was not um, bad. This may be more to your taste. The synopsis is: a woman discovers terrifying powers her own as she falls in love with another woman. So, oh wow, it's got everything. Sounds like basically. it could be an X Men story. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, like and a then super hot one, right? Super oh, yeah. high
0: five. Which X Men stories aren't? <laughs>
2: no.
0: You know what? <laughs> You got me. An <laughs> apocalypse ugh, gives me chills. Um, especially, <laughs> especially played by Oscar Isaac, right? Yeah.
2: I mean, even under all the makeup. Um, and then just dated today, I think, or a couple days ago, um, a movie out of Chile called *A Fantastic Woman*. Um, this is getting very good buzz out of the festivals. It's about a trans woman who's grieving after her lover dies. Um, I saw the trailer, getting very good Pedro Almodovar vibes from that. Uh, Pablo Lorraine produced it. Oh, that's um, what I was ask. People are again very hyperbolically saying that um, Daniela Vega, who's a newcomer actress, will be the first trans woman to get an Oscar, which I think overstates how many foreign films the Academy is willing to tolerate. Yeah, there's um, a lot of layers to that.
1: person who directed Gloria, which is a great movie. Oh yeah, yeah. we saw that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, But yeah, it's, you know, people are really into it, and I think probably at least critics groups and s- stuff will take note of that.
3: Uh, at least so. they didn't cast Gary Oldman as a trans woman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. would be yeah. wrong. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Is she
0: an mm-hmm. overweight mm-hmm. trans woman? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember, uh, let's see, it must have been January 1998. I was, my dad, grandpa, and myself uh, were visiting Missouri to look into it about whether or not we were going to move there from Denver. And so uh, we were staying with uh, my uh, aunt and uncle, and the Golden Globes were on. And I remember... uh, titanic was just sweeping everything and i and it bothered me because of course at the time i was a big la confidential right. guy and since then i like titanic a lot and i totally understand why it swept everything but uh but at the time i was like oh this is so angering i was like the oscars will get it right <laughs> but, because i was young and stupid yeah. uh and so but it was just this feeling of like yeah the golden Glo- you know what here's the thing i wasn't so young that i did not Automatically discount the Golden Globes sure. as everyone <laughs> should, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I was very naive, and so in a situation like this, like oh my gosh, this the first trans woman in a foreign language film. Absolutely, obviously, yeah. it's gonna win. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? When I'm not even 16,
2: come on. Yeah, and I mean, Sony Pictures Classics is releasing it, and they have like a pretty good Oscar hustle, but I don't know if it's yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, foreign film actress in lead acting category, good. Yeah, yeah I mean, so. Marion
3: Cotillard and Isabel Hooper barely got in there
1: the yeah. last couple of years. And they're big names. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, I'm excited now that I realize Oh yeah, no, yeah. Sounds yeah. Like no a great movie. it sounds cool, It looks yeah.
2: good, so, so I don't mean to knock it because it won't win Oscars <laughs> or whatever, but...
1: So are we moving into December? Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. Okay, now, Scott, you and I have disagreed on a lot of things right. the past two hours and 17 minutes, but I'm going to venture a guess that we are both looking forward to The Greatest Showman A little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I kind of am as well. (laughs) Partially because
0: it it led me to read up on P.T. Barnum, who had a political career. Like, he was a congressman (laughs) for years. Huh? Hmm. Before he did all this, oh, wow. <laughs> like, I can I can definitely understand him becoming like really cynical. Yeah, yeah. Davy Crockett. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Hey, absolutely. We haven't seen a Davy Crockett movie in a while, actually. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's something I just realized. Like, that's that's right. <laughs> but I'm gonna go make one right now. People clamoring <laughs> well, at Hollywood's Hollywood door for another Davy Crockett. Movie. Well, he was a big uh, like he fought against uh, like breaking treaties and that sort of thing. And it's I don't know. It's I feel like. Uh, I feel like he's an in, uh, adventurous and inspiring and uh, certain uh, kind of relevant to... to now I hope
3: it addresses his political career enough so that P.T. Barnum, in the great Showman, can often say, you guys think this is a circus? You should see Congress! <laughs> and then everybody laughs.
2: Yeah. And then I, Mark Russell
1: plays his piano <laughs> off in the corner there. So um, for those that don't know, this movie is a musical, which is why I'm... Yeah, yeah here, which totally. is
2: interesting, because I saw the trailer, and I feel like they kind of, like... Downplay that a bit? You said this, but there's people singing in it. I don't know where you're getting this impression. Yeah, but like in really short clips and <laughs> like I don't think it's original music maybe in the trailer. Okay. I just feel like hmm. I I wasn't getting that vibe.
0: And it could have Cause yeah, when I first saw it, I mean, I think I, I got that it was musical eventually. But it's like, well, maybe they're just singing in the, at the circus, right? Mm. It's it's you know, because it could still be a musical even if that were true.
2: Yeah, I
0: suppose so.
2: Um, but people also has musical,
0: people call Nashville a musical, and it bothers me.
3: Yeah, it's it's like a... am fine with that. Yeah, it's like a what do they call it? like a reinvention of the musical? Okay, I suppose so. it
2: also has Michelle Williams.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: Zac Efron.
3: Good season for Michelle Williams. Yeah. yeah. Good couple years for Michelle Williams.
2: Yeah.
1: She's doing all right. Yeah. Oh, all around. She'll be fine. So we're excited for that. I'm also excited for The Shape of Water, which is the new name. Oh, yeah. oh, sure. yeah. From, and I can never not pronounce it the Josh Faden way, <laughs> Guillermo del Toro.
2: <laughs> well, have you heard his new nickname? You can replace it with that. No, what's that? Guillermo del Totoro <laughs> is apparently what people started calling him on set, which inspired an adorable um, subgenre of fan art of him as Totoro, <laughs> I, if you I want to look into that
1: really disturbing
2: deviant art yeah I mean you can avoid that easily enough I think uh,
1: so our f- yeah the shape of water our friend uh,
0: oh, oh, oh I like that yeah uh, our friend Joel uh, who has not been on the show but we all know him right? yeah uh, so he and I were seeing a movie at the Light in Sherman Oaks and as we were hanging out afterwards uh uh, out walks uh, Guillermo del Toro and uh, Joel is a big fan of his and so he's like I, I, I need to go say something to him and Guillermo del Toro like was like hey
4: <laughs> <laughs> and, like he's an old friend right? and
0: like shakes his hand gives him a hug <laughs> and it's just like oh that's great that and I, me- great. I remember something John Hurt said about him where he said he's like you know he's a big man but I think it's because he needs to he needs uh, he needs room for his big heart aww um, so. <laughs> and your friend Doug Jones is in this movie yeah. No, that's not super surprising, but yes, he is my best friend, Doug Jones. Right. <laughs>
1: uh, what do we know, Julie, about Via Capri?
2: Um, I think it's in that subgenre movie that I heard a kind of amusing term for, but I can't remember. Oh, senior cinema. That's what it is. Okay. I think it's one of those kind of like old people in a beautiful location kind of oh. hanging out movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't I you no. speaking your language? Yeah. As someone who adored Paris can wait. Uh, I like it as I, well. I, I think I'm it's one of
2: those, yeah. Who's in this one?
1: Uh, Morgan Freeman and Rene Russo. And Tommy Lee Jones.
3: Oh. Eh, kind of all over the place with that cast. I like all those people. Sort I like them, uh, like but I feel like when was the last time Morgan Freeman was like really good? That's a good question. Right?
1: Uh, I thought he was good in Invictus. That was eight years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what was that? We talked about Rob Reiner earlier, who hasn't made a good movie in a while. What was that Rob Reiner movie he was in? I have uh, no idea. The Magic of Belle Isle okay Oof. oh Oof. yeah
2: alright
1: yeah uh, Miss Kiet's Children what is this I don't know no one knows. It's, oh it's a documentary about a Dutch school teacher befriending the children of Middle Eastern refugees
2: that's an entertainment weekly good for I wrong. was gonna say <laughs>
1: this is a strange lineup they've picked yeah well it's in a little like sidebar right um, also like, oh, yeah. it's not on the cover I realize uh, that, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, film stars don't die in Liverpool this is Annette Benning jimmy bill
2: oh yeah oh yeah and That's she right. plays gloria graham right um, people yeah. are into this out of telluride and i'm right. um, i feel like there's a little bit of like an annette benning renaissance happening that i'm very here for yeah well i think when did she ever go away no Not i think it's more that, like
3: she's long been felt to be due for an oscar and people thought after 20th century women that that would be kind That's of at least somewhat of a moment she needed to get nominated so now it's all come back around
0: uh, Is Hillary Swank in anything? I know, right?
3: <laughs> <We might not laughs> watch out. <laughs> Unless she gets nominated for Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. I <laughs> think she'll be
1: safe. Um, I think Annette Benning should have won an award for playing herself in Tony Soprano's dream. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Gotti, in which John Travolta plays John Gotti. And Kelly Preston plays his wife. Huh,
3: interesting. Who's directing?
1: I don't know. It's not uh-huh. entertainably. For the sidebar things, they don't list the director, so I have to look it up.
0: It's been a while since I've been excited about John Travolta and anything. and I feel like he. It's to the point, I'm not sure if I believe he can carry a dramatic movie. He's really good in people with VOJ. Yeah. Yeah. I do. You know what? I I really like him in that. And then. But I know a lot of people who really do. I know. I I never got the complaints against him. Um, The only thing that's wrong with his
3: casting is that he's bigger. And uh what's his face? Robert Keep a good junior. Keep a good junior. Oh, oh yes, that's true. And so like it seemed like towering next to him. I think Just that's, that's a, a problem with ridiculous. the casting of OJ, honestly. Well yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it's I, tough to find a guy who looks bigger than Travolta on screen for the most true. part. Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: I mean I um, think the complaints were that he's like doing it too big or whatever, but like I think it was true to the character. Yeah. It's like yeah. when you cast him as these like kind of weird people, I think it works. Yeah. But.
1: So I'm suddenly less interested in Gaudi because I looked up who directed it. It is directed by uh, the venerated member of Leonardo DiCaprio's pussy posse, <laughs> Kevin Connolly. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Kevin Connolly, wait. Yeah,
3: All right. yeah. So yeah. The guy from Entourage? E from Entourage, yeah. That is odd. And it's not,
0: not great.
1: The first movie he's made, not, not, not encouraging.
0: So. so, as you know, I don't like, uh, I'm naturally suspicious when actors direct.
1: Yeah, I think
0: I'm doubly maybe triply so
1: when the actor is Kevin Connell <laughs> yeah I know or it's really not his debut but any member of the Pussy Posse <laughs> I didn't I don't know, know he was a member of the Pussy Posse oh yeah absolutely Kevin
3: <laughs> McGuire yeah I know um, about Toby and Leo
1: Haas. okay and that I knew yes yeah and I don't know some others yeah there's the, I think that's the, that's the first tier there's probably some <laughs> second tier members I like that some reserve Haas. members yeah um Jumansi we should start oh. our own Pussy
3: Posse <laughs> You guys ever think about that? And then make plays about it at the end of every
0: year.
1: Um, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. You know what?
0: Son of a bitch, the trailer did make me chuckle. I haven't Um, seen the trailer, to be fair. Yeah, and of course, uh, you could do a lot worse than hinging your film on the charisma of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Right.
1: And And Jack
0: Black and Kevin Hart. And Kevin Hart and Jack Black. I forget who. And Karen Gillan.
1: Karen Gillan. I don't know who that Nebula is. Nebula from the Guardians. Oh okay, Studios. yeah yeah. Um She's also Doctor Who fans also know her from something I don't know I don't watch Doctor <laughs> Who so I don't know but I know she's a Doctor Who
0: person right and do you, Doctor Got Who made. veteran uh, who cares uh, uh, Did you know So do you know the premise of it Yeah I know that Jack Black is playing a teenage girl <laughs> Yeah Wait What yep. So <laughs> yeah. essentially yeah. these four kids uh, teenagers Yeah they're going to play this old video game and they can play as these characters So then they okay. get sucked into them and then they are those characters okay. So Jack Black is for example a teenage girl and then the rock is this very nerdy guy and he is just naturally the leader because he looks like the rock but right. yeah the guy is not and so like there's a moment that's it, it made me laugh if it were any other actor it probably wouldn't but he's like you see him like kind of off in front of the group and he's in they can't see him he has his back to them and he's he goes don't cry <laughs> don't cry <laughs> and just it's, it's
1: it's all, like, it might be enough to get me to see it.
3: Yeah. I'm more <laughs> interested in this now. I didn't know
1: that was the premise. Yeah. Um, the Disaster Artist. I hear it's good, but I'm afraid I'm, it's going to be mean. Uh, uh, I don't uh, care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do care. I, I <laughs> actually
0: think if anyone I walk around say, bad for Tommy Wiesel a lot of the time. I think if anybody is most inclined to sympathize with him yeah. is James Franco.
2: Yeah. I feel like he'll tell I, the line well. And I feel like the, the vibe I'm getting from kind of like the trailer just what I've heard about it there seems to be an affection there. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't I don't feel James Franco doesn't seem to me like someone who would make that kind of movie to make fun of something. Yeah, I feel like, like he wouldn't attach himself to it if there wasn't an
3: affection. He's not a super cynical guy. It's
2: not yeah. my
0: impression. He's very earnest. Yeah. This feels like it could be probably not as good in fact likely not as good. <laughs> a very ed- Woodish, yeah. Where like uh, a skilled artist is paying tribute to one that is not, but who right. still yeah. managed to influence a lot of people uh, or inspire people. Uh, and then I also like I'm a big fan of Dave Franco, and he plays uh, uh, Greg something I don't remember, but he plays the the best friend yeah. in, in the film. And uh, I did see like a bit of advertisement, a sequence from the film where you know the big. One of the big lines is he he's like, he goes, I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. So he's uh, so you see that over and over because he keeps screwing up the line and then he finally gets it right and everybody's cheering and it just kind of t- and he's like looking really happy. And as I was watching it, I felt like there's a way to direct this. And of course, i it's only one scene, mm-hmm. but like. There's a way to direct this so that him being happy with himself for a given right. line is like, look at this dope. But in, in watching him, I'm like, good for him.
1: Yeah. yeah. He did it. yeah. It's a moment of triumph. Um, so and I think I, they said th- that
2: Tommy Wiseau was like a consultant and was like happy with the finished products. No. So, yeah. You
1: know. The little tip that I learned from Entertainment Weekly that I liked is that James Franco who also directed it in order to not lose the accent directed in the, in the accent, which is funny to me.
0: Gosh, let's hope he didn't go
1: too far into character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ferdinand, um, what it's in, about animated a, movie? So, bull, right.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's
1: yeah. there. <laughs> <Is laughs> the is that, that a bull,
2: right? Well, yeah, it's, a, it's these famous children's books. Did so you never no, read the book? Uh,
3: it brings a bell now. Okay. I just like Tyler's delivery, um, yeah. but it's
2: it's about a bull who's like he think everyone thinks he's mean because he's a bull, but he's actually very sweet natured. Mm. And they cast John Cena as the voice, which I find rather adorable. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And Kate McKinnon's voice in it too. So,
0: um. I'll see if I can. I'll see if I can. Make it even more. this about a goddamn bull, right? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Just this old man who's just is incredulous. <laughs> He's still reading through Entertainment right. Weekly. Right. He's still kind of vaguely
3: up
1: on the new releases. <laughs> right. Um, Ridley Scott's All the Money in the World.
2: Another, another Michelle Williams. Another Michelle Yeah. yeah. Loving it. I, I was telling all the Idris Elba movies. I should have been telling the Michelle Williams movies, That's too. That's more in my wheelhouse. Yeah.
0: What is this? Uh, it's
2: about the Jay Paul Getty kidnapping scandal, which is yeah. utterly bananas, if you don't hmm. know about that. Um, Thank you for
0: not saying bonkers. Yeah
2: didn't know that was a loaded word. no <laughs> so,
0: oh, I've you listen to the podcast. I was going to say, if you've been listening to the podcast, interesting.
2: <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, it basically was in, I think the 70s. And it, so like the Getty Center in LA and all the things around LA that have Getty on it, that's J. Paul Getty. And I think they kidnapped his like nephew or something
1: grandson.
2: grandson grandson and like he didn't care and he was like playing a game of chicken with them where he was like yeah like hurt him whatever and it's just like this bizarre thing that they're also making into an FX miniseries hmm. so J. Paul Getty kidnapping very hot right now hmm. um, but yeah good cast who plays good. J.
0: Paul Getty
3: Kevin Spacey and I'm into Ridley Scott's recent run of movies I know it's not for everybody but I'm feeling it I'm He's worried, worried uh, Covenant it's, too I didn't like it as much as Prometheus but it's fine and it has I mean the David stuff in the movie is great right. yes
1: um, I'm worried this being a crime movie I'm uh, worried that it's going to be like Matchstick Men which is a movie I really don't like I've ne- I never saw it uh, but I
2: mean that's more of like a I don't want to call that like a full throttle comedy but that's I think wackier yeah. it's than like this will keeper. be yeah
0: I'm actually I'm more alarmed by the casting of Kevin Spacey honestly because um, I feel like right. he'll just he'll play he'll play all the external and won't really play much internal, um, which is the thing that uh, I feel like he's been doing a lot lately. Although
1: oh, I did just rewatch uh,
0: Margin Call and he's great in that.
1: The description of the plot here implies that J. Paul Getty is a supporting role. That it's oh, really okay. more about um, uh, Mark Wahlberg as the ex CIA agent who is okay trying trying who's investigating the case yeah. and Michelle Williams who plays the I guess I guess. Kevin Spacey's daughter, the, okay. the mother of the mm, kid. Okay, so I and think. I know how family trees operate.
0: You know what's interesting is that when whenever I hear, unless it's like an alien movie, in which case I'm positive I'm not going to like it. Um, anytime I hear that, oh Ridley Scott made this movie, my next question like, oh who wrote it? Right. Because I feel like I, wonder who did I feel it. like he's n- at this point I I so consider him not an auteur, like such a journeyman that I feel like if a movie, if one of his films is good, it is the function of a solid script.
3: I agree to a certain extent, but I also think he's becoming more of an auteur. I think
0: his last three movies have a real distinctive shape to them. See, and I feel like The Martian, while being a very good movie, is directed... I I actually totally forgot about The (laughs) Martian, so his last four movies. Okay.
3: What was this? I forgot that even existed. So (laughs) we're going Prometheus. We're going counselor. Then oh, Martian okay. and
0: Covenant okay, well which what's the third one yeah, yeah. Well, I never saw a Counselor yeah. as just, we like, all know one, one of the really biggest like Martian, as we all know one of the biggest arguments for the auteur theory is that you forget uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the fake mage films <laughs> yeah I mean uh, I guess they you can flip together your your mind. His career by cherry picking <laughs> the movies yeah. that fit your definition
3: <laughs> no all of them except for Exodus, which I didn't even see it fits my uh, it's not very good yeah it's not very good my paradigm
0: um Okay. Oh, who, who did write it? Or were you yeah. looking
3: that up? I did. It's some guy named Dan David Scarpa, hmm. whose last uh, <laughs> produced screenplay was the re- remake of the day. There stood still. So that's not super wow. encouraging. That
0: yeah, that's unfortunate.
1: Um, yeah. I love when I last time I did this. Okay, we had Wonder Woman, Wonder Truck, Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman, Wonder, and now Wonder Wheel, which is the new Woody Allen movie.
3: Yes. Yikes! Also um, with Kate Winslet.
1: Also yep. with Kate Winslet, and yeah. uh, You know, standard disclaimer, Woody Allen's a creep. I always feel a little bit bad about wanting to see his movies, um, but I do want to see this movie.
2: Uh, Um, Yeah, it's Amazon's first solo distribution, so they're striking out on their own. Um, It also has Justin Timberlake in it, which I like him as an actor. I'm kind of surprised he hasn't kind of done more i it feel like is. there's a
3: period where he wanted to be an actor more and a couple things didn't work out like runner runner or right. that uh, friends with benefits or whatever it's called was it did he was he in friends he with benefits a, wait, I I think think
2: he, he was in wait i think he was in Fr- no strings no, I think Wait, that, no. No, that's
3: Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, yeah, okay, I think, okay. Yeah, I think Friends of Enemies. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. Was and he was really good in that. No, he was good in both, yeah. but it's just one of those things where like they didn't quite make the mark. Yeah. And so he was like, screw this. But
2: then he did the song for Trolls, and he was like, this is working <laughs> and he out. Right back in. Um, but apparently, like Kate Winslet, went, like had an interview about working with Justin Timberlake, and she's like, God damn it, he's just the best. Like <laughs> she was like, I expected he would be like so He's just the best, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, right, that's awesome.
1: cool. All right. Um, uh, Bright is the new David Ayer movie written by um, Max Landis, what? starring Will Smith and Chill Edgerton. I've been
3: defending uh, David Ayer for longer than I can anymore. This movie looks like a chore and a half.
1: I, I, I'll, I'll keep an open mind. I, All right. I, I know, uh, again, I know that Max Landis has said a lot of uh, inexcusable things <laughs> uh, on his Twitter and in interviews and stuff, but he also... Has, Into his barber. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, apparently he offended someone. No, he's just uh, he said, "Hey, do my hair like this," and that was offensive. Tall, right? Um, it just seems, but he wrote, you know, uh, like I liked. Uh, I know a lot of people watched Chronicle. I didn't see it. I liked American Ultra. I liked mm-hmm. the Superman miniseries he wrote for DC Comics. Um, I'm willing to give it a shot. I guess
2: it just, just seemed like I, they had, I, I think, a panel at Comic Con. Yeah. They yeah. were just like it seemed like some like a chore. Like, they were just laboriously explaining all the, the types of people like, in the world that I'm like, I need a nap.
1: I also think, I guess, I'm worried that after Max Landis' public personality and after Suicide Squad, I feel like Film Twitter was so ready to hate this movie as soon as anything was available to hate. And so, a part of me wants to reserve judgment just because I don't want to be piling on.
3: Sure, but again, I'm ready to defend David Ayer at any... Turn, but uh, this movie just sounds tiring. As we're explaining the mythology, I couldn't help but think of Mark Marin's character in Glow. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny.
2: I feel Uh, like now that you mentioned how many things sound like him talking about his shows, I can't unthink that. It's like constant because it's so spot on. Yeah.
1: All right. uh, Permanent is a movie starring Patricia Arquette, yay, and Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Mm. Uh, okay uh bastards uh ed is Helms. a remake of ed, the claire denis movie uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> ed helms and ed sorry ed to Derek. disappoint ed but... helms and owen wilson uh hunt for the real dad uh their mom is played by glenn close owen wilson man get better movies
3: ed helms stay where you are you're not good <laughs> owen wilson better <laughs> movies um what do you like owen wilson in what don't I like Owen Wilson in Wes Anderson like stuff? The Wes Anderson stuff for sure. I know you're not a Wes Anderson guy. Yeah. Inherent Vice, amazing.
0: Uh, yeah. Midnight there, in yeah. Paris, great. Yeah, he's a great yeah, actor. Great. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. He's yeah. in an inferior uh, Elmore Leonard adaptation. Uh, oh the, yeah, I never saw big that. Bounce. It's not very good, but he's quite good in it. And like, in his own way, like he is a really good Elmore Leonard protagonist because I can see he that. just does not care and he's just so laid back and there's this wonderful part where he's like I forget who it is it might be Vinny Jones somebody's like gonna attack him but he's holding a bat and he's like he goes seriously get away and the guy's like he goes he goes I'm gonna come at you he goes if you come at me I'm going to hit you in the head with this bat and he's just like really he's like trying to and then it happens and he hits him he's like ah oh. and just like he, do, he really does not want to be violent and he's really specifying what's going to happen. I he's remember, a very resourceful actor. Yeah,
1: yeah. Alright, uh, another maybe after, okay, I mentioned Florida Project and Lady Bird maybe my next most anticipated is the new Michael Hanukkah movie, Happy End. Yeah, not here the, for the, it. Yeah, not only the end of Michael Hanukkah movie, but it's a reteaming with Isabelle um, Yeah,
3: And I think Trenton Yance in it too. Uh, who is Jean-Louis Trintignant from? Who is in Amour? And isn't oh, it kind
2: of yeah. like a dark comedy or something?
3: I mean, aren't they all Probably. kind of yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> okay. more explicitly right. than? Uh,
1: and then next up, uh, this as I said, this magazine's a few weeks old. It has it listed as the Papers, but it's called the Post now, right? Oh, is it? Okay, the, oh, okay, I didn't know that. The Steven Spielberg yeah, movie, yeah.
2: Which I, I mean, God bless Spielberg, but like the timeline on this is insane because it just went into post like a few weeks ago it worked for Munich uh, yeah there, it just seems like there's this like weird rush where I'm like they'll still have the Oscars next year I don't know but
1: but I feel like he works so well fast yeah yeah
2: great uh, cast
1: yeah you got uh, Tom, and Tom Hanks uh, yeah I don't know who else but
2: uh. I think like <laughs> bunch other Sarah Paulson fools. Carrie Coon oh. oh, okay, um, right. just list anyone you like they're yeah. probably in there
1: Rachel advice. Could be. Could be. Maybe.
2: (laughs) Because I think it's like the cast list is so long that I'm like, okay, eventually these are people who just have like two lines and we're just saying yes because it was Spielberg. But that's fine. Although
0: one person that doesn't automatically say yes to Spielberg is me now. Um, There are films he's made that I have not seen and don't feel much desire to see them or I, and I don't I might feel an obligation but it's been a few years like I haven't seen War Horse I have no desire to see War Horse um, I really like Bridge of Spies but what's interesting is I feel like he's he's been putting out a lot of movies that don't they don't feel like they needed to be made by him uh, mm, this, is I a thing, disagree. this is a thing that I've been saying a lot about actors is that for me uh, often what a great performance is Uh, Is when I cannot possibly imagine anybody else doing it, and when I think of, and that's it's it's harder to do that with directors, and I'm not inclined to do so. But I feel like he's been in a in a minor stage for a while. Even when so that even when he puts out a good movie, uh, it still feels like I don't know that it's that it didn't require him to be made like bridge of spies feels like that to me. And Lincoln feels like that to me. Like, I
3: mean, I think Lincoln is one of the best movies, so you won't <laughs> <a big laughs> broker anything here for me. It's got that. a, um, it's got a
0: very good script and I like James Spader a lot. Uh, but it has a completely mediocre John Williams score. And I think it's not shot in any particularly interesting way. Oh, I think it's and shot very well. Yeah. I would, I would say that bridge of
3: spies almost doubly. I do like the way bridge of spies is shot. Um, especially that, um, the part where it, People shoot at his house, right? It's not just a mere brick-through-the-window situation. Yeah. Did they um, shoot at his house? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. There's that scene afterward where, like, the cops and reporters are descending on him, and there's, like, shadows, like, throwing all over the place. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's a completely interesting decision for a scene we've seen a thousand times before, and it's
0: a totally a routine scene. Yeah.
1: You know, Tyler and I share an alma mater with the cinematographer.
0: Yes, we do. All yeah.
3: right.
1: And i
0: Yeah. Right on. But you know what? Pretty soon, I'm going to share an alma mater with a lot of people.
1: Oh, right. With, That's you know, true. LA. Um... From okay, so from a movie that has a different title to a movie that now has a title <laughs> listed here as untitled Paul Thomas Anderson film. What's you know, we just said? What's
2: it called? Phantom Thread. Phantom oh, Although I think that's life? the working title. I've heard that that's like just a title they kind of threw yeah. out there okay. to have it. It could be something. Yet. Yeah. So that's obviously Pete Anderson reteaming with Daniel Day Lewis, who I don't buy this retirement for one I minute. Don't either. Oh yeah, no way. Absolutely not. Something'll bring him back. Because it's also like how do you define retire like how many years have to elapse and then if they come back, they're not retired anymore. So And especially
3: for him, like how long does it take for it to count as a comeback when he takes so long between projects anyway? Yeah.
2: The only person who is really retired is Gene Hackman. Never Holy Randy. shit,
0: I was going to say that exact same <laughs> yeah. thing. He's like, the only like, one. I was going to phrase it that way yes. as well. But Whoa. He's the we, only one. We're no. on the
1: same page. Forget yeah. about Rick Moranis, please. Sure. Rick Moranis is also retired. Sure, yes. <laughs> I want both of them back in a movie together.
2: <laughs> Buddy Cop. they
1: play, uh, I was going to say, uh, Let's uh, say uh, waiting, waiting for oh, Godot. okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I want only them in the movie. Yes. Um, okay, moving on to Pitch Perfect 3. Um,
3: I kind of like the second one. I,
2: I liked I, them both.
1: I don't, but I'm also not mad at these movies anymore. I've decided, and I think <laughs> I said this on Twitter. I'm glad you've gotten uh, it over it. <laughs> that Pitch Perfect 3 are the new, uh, the Pitch Perfect movies are the new Police Academy movies. It's just okay. a group of, like, sort of characters who are more defined by, like, one trait each. Right. And then each time they get together and they have a different type of adventure. This one is the Europe one, you know? Uh, and, you know, sooner or later, it'll be the south america one or it'll be the one where they get like roped into being cia agents or something (laughs) like it'll be uh, like i'm kind of fine with it now
0: and it's you know and uh having not seen any of them it's it's kind of neat to have a a comedy franchise that is female led yeah Yeah. totally um so and with female
2: directors right i mean that's Mm -hmm. why i don't see them but still it's directing this one because
0: i know lizard banks isn't back
3: (sighs) her name is trish
2: c yes S I E.
3: Okay, I was like, just gonna buy an initial? No.
1: Old move. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys don't have anything else to say about the uh, pitch parking movies? No. Okay, so we can move on to Alexander Payne's new movie, Downsizing, which everyone seems to love.
2: Very I'm, excited. I'm
1: excited
0: for it.
2: Very good, cautiously optimistic. I mean, I... This is, like, a weird thing to say, but I almost feel like Matt Damon is, like, underrated as an actor. I
0: I think that very much, yes.
2: And, like, I don't mean to say that, like, I'm, like, onto this hot tip where, like, I've figured out he's great and no one else has. I just feel like he's kind of taken for granted. And I think especially given, like, weird and unique things to do, like in The Informant or something, he can really shine, so... He
0: doesn't sweat blood like DiCaprio, so people don't talk about him in the same way. But to me, like... He's the highlight of The Departed, for example, and then I think he was he was completely overlooked for the informant. The informant, pardon me. Right. Um, and I think because he he's just he tends to be so effortless on screen. I think people. I think you're right. They take him for granted.
3: And at the same time, he's also multiple Oscar nominees. The people who aren't as into him are like, he's getting his due.
1: Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. And a winner. Well, not for uh, acting uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Uh, can I go back real quick to Trish C because I looked her up. <laughs> sure. All and right. I realized so she directed Step Up All In, which okay. I know our pe- the Step Up franchise has its fans, but she also directed a number of those uh, elaborate OK Go music videos. I think, oh. I think All In was the one Step Up movie I saw, and was pretty engaging. Okay. <laughs> well, so uh, maybe I'm excited for Pitch Perfect Three now because uh, Trish Trish C is bringing that Trish C magic. <laughs> um I'm done. Do you guys have anything else for December?
2: Uh, yeah. Well, I have one thing for December, and then I have two things that do not have a release date right. as of yet, but they will be this year. Let's Everything um, else on nope.
1: your list? Okay.
2: So, um, December first is the Other Side of Hope, which is the new Aki movie. Oh yeah. Movie. Cool. Um, I think it's like it's similar themes to La Havre, his last movie. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's about like illegal immigration. <laughs> um, so that's coming out, and your then
1: impression of Ben Stiller, and There's something about Mary. <laughs>
2: That was me just being <laughs> unsure about my pronunciation. But yes, just that is clearly is what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Definite, deliberate homage. And then, so there's a new Clint Eastwood out this year. Yeah. Um, fifteen seventeen to Paris. I don't know if that's how you correctly say military time. I kind of <laughs> feel like they're going to change the title. It's that People it. don't. Yeah. All right. He Um, doesn't change things. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Fair enough. Um, He's like, look, we've been calling it this this long. (laughs) I'm too tired to (laughs) learn the real (laughs) title.
1: Someone wrote. Someone wrote a word. (laughs) <laughs> Who am I to change?
2: <laughs> um, it's a
1: it's sequel to three ten D Yuma. It takes place exactly twelve hours and seven minutes later. Yep, exactly. Yep. <laughs> this is the new police academy. These yeah. two guys are just going they're No,
3: actually, the it actually only takes place seven minutes later because of military time. Oh that's oh, yeah. an afternoon yeah. train. Oh, it is an afternoon yeah. train. You're right.
2: Um but it's so it's it's based on a real a true story of these three men who foil the terrorist attack on a train here's the twist they're playing themselves i know
3: oh i'm so, so into it
2: there's an all-star cast I'm around so them but they're playing themselves and then man we thought spielberg was cutting close this rap shooting like three days ago yeah
1: <sighs> but so can't it's wait. Not this is that's that's not like, as surprising for Clint eastwood no it's like, totally yeah. the way he works and he'll get it cut in a couple of weeks, working 9 oh, a.m. Yeah. to 5 p.m. They'll get a premiere yeah. in AFI <laughs> no time.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh,
0: this is maybe, like, the thing I'm looking forward to the most now. <laughs> yeah, That's, that's such a fascinating idea. Here's the problem. The... Non professional actors in Gran Torino were not yeah, particularly not good. great. So, this might be an experiment that fails horribly. And he's a one take guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but it worked so well for United
3: 93 that I'd like to see it work well again. Right. Yeah. But that was uh, as I, I call not Clint to it. Yeah. And they were not <laughs> you the You are
1: lead, correct. And they were not the
0: leads. <laughs> also true. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and then the other one is In the Fade, which is Germany's Oscar submission. Um, the reason I know it's coming out this year is because Magnolia said they're doing a big awards push for Diane Kruger, um, mm. which I think this might be actually her first if or first in a long time movie in German, which is her native language. Um, but she won Best Actress at Cannes. It's like a revenge movie where I think she just like goes berserk on the people who harmed her and her family. Um, so.
1: And this is directed by Fatih Aki. Yeah, I didn't want number. to pronounce
2: that. Uh, so. <laughs> I'm
1: not sure if I'm saying it right. Yeah. Uh, Head On is, I think, maybe his mm-hmm. best movie. He also made, uh, made a, also made a lovely movie called uh, In July, or Imuli. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he made a documentary about, because um, he's Hungarian, I guess, German, and I guess there's a lot of cross-pollination of those two, oh, okay. and so he made a, a movie about the, a documentary about the music. Oh, that's cool. That has mm-hmm. come from those uh, cultures uh, breeding. I'm a big fan of Fatih See, now I pronounce yeah. it in July.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Right. That's a reference
0: to the and Wells thing, never mind. Oh, I see. Yes. I should
2: um, but that's all I got. All right.
3: Until Toronto comes around and then they'll announce more release dates and
1: yeah. fall yeah. we'll Until we'll Toronto comes
2: around <laughs> tomorrow.
1: Yeah, by the time you're doing right. this, they're right. already yeah. release dates. Yeah. Um, so, well, thanks for listening at home. Uh, a bunch of these movies, as we mentioned, have already been reviewed um, by, I guess, mostly me uh, on the website, right? Uh, you can find Scott's reviews of some of them at hey. uh, Criterion Cast, but make sure you read mine first what would we talk about mudbound they call, uh, call me by your name walking out and it um and oh we, yeah it there's one review by me <laughs> it's of it yeah um and and it's super wishy-washy oh yeah there's there's one movie we mentioned that i will have a review of soon but i'm currently embargoed and i hated it so i didn't like it so i'm, so not I'm gonna excited say which, to hear what it is after which movie it was um so that's all at BattleshipRetention.com. You can email us uh, David at BattleshipRetention.com. Oh, send me your Ask BP questions. We're not, oh, yes. now that we're now that we're set up into those new plays. We're gonna get back. To, to making those because before the background would have just been blank walls or boxes cardboard <laughs> boxes so um, we're going to make some more SPP videos that's David at com. email Tyler at Tyler at com. follow me David on Twitter at Davey Pretension. follow Tyler at Tyler Pretension. real quick because uh, we've been going way, way too long uh, what's going on, on one, at more than one lesson this week uh, Josh and I talk about the winner of Best Picture
0: 1952 the greatest show on earth the film I do not care for yeah, uh, and oh, oh, and real quick, uh, anybody that's in the SoCal area, all right. Oh, yeah. There is Alpha MegaCon, which yes is a Christian comics convention. By which I mean. A Christian convention for comics, <laughs> not a convention for Christian comics. Sorry. Anyway, uh, but Ordinary also just general, general uh, pop culture. Uh, I like it a lot, uh, and then I'll be moderating two panels. One is called Screaming in Space, the Alien Legacy, so talking about the Alien series. And the other is called Misfits and Weirdos, the films of Tim Burton. So, uh, But then there are also... Here's what's exciting about Alpha Megacon is that I got involved early enough uh-huh. that I like to think these panels are slowly but surely becoming the kind of thing that I like, even the ones I don't moderate. So, like, there's one all about... Uh Changing gender roles in comics, talking about Wonder Woman among other things, and then one talking about uh, different uh, racial perspectives on uh, comics and uh, uh, just general pop culture. So, uh, lots of good conversations happening there at Alpha MegaCon, which is at uh, which is in Artesia, California, on September 23rd. But you can find out at uh, alphamegacon.com and. Uh, there will be a food truck there, which I arranged. So, oh, well, I'm very right.
1: so. I'm s- assuming chicken uh, tenders truck, chicken tenders. <laughs> everybody feeds there it. is a lamb l- burgers. <laughs> it's,
0: there is a lone thing on there that I can eat, <laughs> and then I recognize like not everybody wants what I want. So When use okay. say can eat. You mean? choose to. you can eat, you're not you're not <laughs> allergic to good food you just that's choose. true it's just disgusting <laughs> um but yeah so uh so yeah check that out com. um and kind of
1: this isn't really a plug but we forgot to mention last weekend this week um that uh you should Donate your money to uh, relief efforts in Houston. Sure, um, there's the Houston and and, and Harris County, and the, there's the Greater Texas Food Bank, the Houston Food, food Bank, the Houston Diaper Bank. Um, there's a there's a bunch of them. Just, okay. There's a CNN put a put together a tool where you donate um, one amount and it spreads it evenly among like. Hmm. Four oh, that's or five. great. Um, I give my money to Joel Osteen. I assume that'll <laughs> work out just fine. So yeah, please please do that. Um, yeah. Uh okay where can we find you? let's start with Julie Julie tell us about Variety Insight
2: I will do that so the shorthand way we describe it is IMDb Pro on steroids so the great thing about IMDb is it has a lot of information on films that have already come out not so great with films that have not come out so that's kind of the niche we fill we have comprehensive information about things like shooting dates about casting changes Mm. we have um, tens of thousands of companies in there and people that we have contact information for Um, we have tools you can run, like if you're a publicist, you can search for actors without publicists. If you're a producer, you can search for talent local to your area. So it's basically all kinds of tools for people in the production industry or who want to be in there. And that's for film, television, and digital. Um, So we also offer discounts for individuals and small businesses. So check us out, varietyinsight.com. I would not be shilling for it if I did not believe in it. So I'm one of the worker bees behind the scenes who puts in all the data, because that's the other difference, is that IMDb, anyone can edit it. I Mm -hmm. could go on IMDb and give myself 10 Oscars. Would they catch it? Probably. But at Variety Insight, it's just about 20 of us, doing it all day, every day. So come check us out. Um,
1: Yeah, my favorite thing about IMDb is the the trivia page and when there's sometimes like someone has entered, entered some trivia and then someone else has read it and gone that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> so like, this movie was shot in only 14 days, and then like too late, it'll be like, this movie was shot in 17
2: days. <laughs> yeah. None of that with us.
0: <laughs> By the way, you uh, said a phrase that made me chuckle uh, because you said uh, actors without publicists, which reminded me of like, Doctors Without Borders, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a, oh, yeah. a less noble and more tragic
1: one. Yeah,
2: Please, donate, donate yeah. now.
1: <laughs> yeah. um,
2: I am also the editor of the American Cinematex blog. Um, oh. So they run the Egyptian and arrow theaters in Los Angeles. Um, even if you can't make it out there, we have people such as Scott and I writing hey, about hey, the hey, upcoming hey. programming. So check that out as well.
1: Okay. Uh, and personal, like, or?
2: um, I'm an enigma. Um, I do not have no. public social accounts. So,
1: okay. Mm, all I, all right. I follow you on at least one thing. Maybe you don't, <laughs> she said public, it. you know, uh, oh, okay. not open.
2: To maybe the you think you do. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> there are a lot of people posing as you. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Common
1: problem. Um, I don't think that's nepotism, <laughs> by definition. He's, Is it not? Well, you're not actually family yet.
0: Not right? yet, I suppose. That's true. Things could go terribly wrong, and I've been hearing things.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> so. true. We'll
0: talk off mic. Yeah.
3: Um, Scott, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, battleshippretension.com, of course, where I just wrote about, um, what were those films? Tool Fever and Planetarium in relation to this general melodrama genre. Yeah. And you wrote Um, a nice article about Jerry Lewis. I wrote a nice article about Jerry Lewis. Sadly deceased, wonderful actor, director, Jerry Lewis. Um, And at CriterionCast.com, where I wrote something, I'm sure. And I'll be on the Sinphiliacs podcast talking about Twin Peaks. Uh, That should be up around the time this episode goes up. Pro or con?
0: Very pro. Okay, got it. Makes sense.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for talking movies three hours yeah i, mean, yeah. I really enjoyed it a pleasure yeah
0: yeah
1: and i'm looking forward to the next six months of our lives together <laughs> right yeah
0: as uh, is uh statistically more people yes yeah yeah um
1: so thank you at home for listening we'll get you next time Bye. bye